welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I hope everybody had an absolutely wonderful holiday and got to eat some yummies and spend time with family or just chill out and relax, and I just hope you had a really good day. It's really awesome to be back here with you. We have some fun things going on tonight, which we will get to in just a moment before we get started. However, I would like to... Make sure that you have the number to call in if you would like to read tonight, and that number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-5, I forgot it after all these years, 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and share with us. Before we get started on anything, I'm going to take this opportunity to jump in real quick and let area code 302 and 219 know that I do see you on the switchboard however you are not queued to be brought on the air so 302 and 219 if you would like to come on the air press 1 and it will let me know that it is okay to unmute you there we go we got 302 so 219 you want to come on the air yet press 1 if you're change your mind and want to come on in a little bit whenever you're ready 219 219 maybe that's brother O. So, Brother O, if you're ready to, there we got you. Got everybody. Y'all are here. This is awesome. Welcome. All right. So, let's go ahead and get into our announcements so we can get to the good stuff, which is you guys. First of all, I want to let you know that it is summer's end, and a lot of us are going to be cloistered in doors for our winter months, unless you're me and love the winter and go out and just get freezing all the time. But I wanted to let you know that um, if you are interested in putting together a workshop with us, I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail now, but we're going to be doing that on the next show. Uh, Actually, the show after that, we'll be going into that in a lot more detail. If you're interested in putting together a workshop or being involved in the show with me, a special show, uh, shoot me a message on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, first name Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles, and last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message and let me know what you'd like to put together, and we can I can tell you how those can be set up. All righty? I'll talk about that more later. We have some things to get excited about, and one of those is that we had been running for about seven weeks. We ran a Poetry for Prizes event. And over the holiday, I tallied up everybody's names and put them all on this really cool thing. It's like it's a, the site that I'm using is called Wheel of Names. So I put all your names in there, every haiku that you wrote and posted on any of the weeks during those seven weeks that we had the haiku challenge up. Every time you posted the haiku, that counted as a drawing. And so I have like hundreds of names on here. And we're getting ready to spin that. 
So I'm going to pull that up, and we are going to announce who our Poetry for Prizes winner is for the last quarter that we did. And that is, I hope this is out loud and you can hear it, because it's like a spinny wheel, and it's really awesome. So we're going to spin for that winner now. You ready? Dun, dun, dun. I'm cheering. <laughs> okay. So our winner for our Poetry for Prizes haiku challenge that just ended is Dave Kuhn. So I will be getting in contact with Dave Kuhn unless he's here tonight and uh, let him know what he has won. And, you know, a lot of you have won some things during these things, that the events that I've been doing, but nobody's ever posted any pictures of them. I'm wondering why. Or if you have, I haven't seen them. So Noreen did. That's true. I got the most beautiful video from Noreen. You guys should see it. It made me cry. So that is our winner. Congratulations, Dave Kuhn. I am very excited that we have another contest coming up, and I'll be getting into details. Not contests. I don't do contests. We have another drawing coming up, and we will be getting into more information on that in just a little bit. All right? So congratulations, Dave. Congratulations to everybody. You know, I cannot tell you how much fun I had reading all of those and getting up every morning and grabbing my coffee or my tea and and running in here and uh, seeing what you guys had posted and, and reading through them. And it was just an absolute blast. So we're going to have some more fun coming up. I want to take a moment, and this is very, very important, and remind you that we have our anniversary show coming up next week on December 7th, and we will be celebrating our 17th year on the air, 17 years of playing together and making messy with our muses and inspiring each other and being inspired and, and sharing and writing and listening to each other and seeing each other. So I just want to tell you guys that you're amazing. I cannot be prouder than, than I, I don't, I can't, I, I mean, I'm a writer and I can't even think of the words to let you know how amazing it's been to be a part of this with you for the last 17 years. So I'm very, very excited about our anniversary show coming up next week. And we will be talking a little bit more of that when we get into our workshop portion in just a moment. At the end of this year, the end of December, it is the end of our 2023 broadcasting year. And that means it will be time to start up our 2024 broadcasting license fundraiser. And you guys have to know, this is really hard for me. When we first started this 17 years ago, I had no problem paying the licensing fees on my own. But in 17 years, things have kind of, makes me feel so, in the last 17 years, back in my day, it was only penny cents for, for a piece of bazooka, was it bazooka bubble gum? I don't remember. I remember my dad talked about that, and he would buy packs of of bubble gum with baseball cards in it and stick it in his bike spokes. I wonder how many Mickey Mantles were messed up. Anyway, so yeah, um, like an old lady. 17 years ago. It's crazy. But anyway, 
it's it, back then I had no problem covering the licensing fees, but in the last 17 years, the it has just really kind of gone through the roof. But this is the most amazing program or format, and the this program and this community, and I just there's no way I could stop doing it. In the very first year, uh, one sapien, James, came and offered to help cover part a half of the. Uh, the broadcasting license, and then the next year it was it was um, James and Roy here for the beer, and then it's just kind of grown from there. Which you guys have to understand, and 100% hands on the you know on, on the book of Poe <laughs> that this show would not be on the air anymore if it were not for the help that our, because there's no way I could do this broadcasting license on my own anymore. And uh, so it is thanks to these people that we are here every Thursday night. So they really deserve, you know, you know, send, seriously, I'm going to tell you, send them a quick note and say, hey, we really appreciate you sponsoring the show. So that we have a place to come every week. You know, you guys always thank me for ha- hosting this show for you and, and doing all this stuff and blah, 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 when that's nothing. You know, these are the people you should be thanking because they are the reason we're here. I would not be here. And that's why every single week I make sure that we thank them proper for what they have done and the gift that they've given us of this community for believing in us. And, you know, so it's important. So our 2023 sponsors are Annabella Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, our winner of the drawing, yay, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jerry, uh, Jerry, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooks, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Jessa, or Krista Jopek, and her dog, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Elliott, who absolutely loves poetry. Sits and listen to the show with her every week. Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shevstick, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. I also want to sincerely, from all of my heart, thank those of you who generously and anonymously made donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Case, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. Thank you guys so much for helping to keep us on the air for this last year. Watch for the fundraiser coming up right after. It'll start the week after Christmas. And... So watch for that. If you're interested in being a sponsor of the show, shoot me a message and I'll let you know what it entails and how you can get involved. And you get the cool plaque for your wall and all this awesome stuff. So excited about starting that up again. Even though it's hard, it's hard for me to ask people to help. It really is because I'm very independent and very stubborn. And I've been a single mom my entire life. Well, except for when I made the babies. But right after that, when Ingrid was like, you know, when he was born, then I became a single mom. But, you know, it, it's it's real hard for me to, to have to come to you guys and ask for help. But I was told by you guys that this is what we had to do and to keep us going. And so please understand how much 
not just the people that I mentioned, but the ones that will be helping us this year. You know how much me, me. You guys are incredible. Anyway, so gotta move on. Um, I want to take a moment and tell you two you need to get your uh, pens and papers and notebooks and all that good stuff out because it is time for scare you. inspiration from the inkwell. All right. As I run through this tonight, as we run through our little mini workshop, if you do not get everything written down, don't panic. You can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab whatever you missed. And remember, we are soon to have 17 years worth of broadcasts in our in our little arsenal, our little podcast back there. So, you know, if you're ever sitting there one night and you can't think of anything to write, pop up one of the programs just in the first 15 minutes and you'll find something that will get you off and running and writing. So it's a great tool for you to utilize. Do not forget that it's there. Bookmark it and um, take advantage of all those things that we've done over the years to help inspire you. All right. Let's jump right into this, and I'm going to give you this week's poetry prompts. And I want to thank everyone who posted their amazing prompts for tonight's show, which is really funny because I got up yesterday morning, and it's like, all right, I'm going to get a head start on this. I'm going to get everything ready for the show. And I got all the stuff, and I made the programs and the announcements and made all the little things and posted them and told everyone I'll see you tonight. And it was Wednesday not Thursday. So I had to take it all down real quick. And, you know, fortunately, only one person noticed and uh, let me know, well, wait a minute, when is the show really? I even talked to Jimmy Ray, which was really cute because we were talking about reading a, one of the poems that he let me read. He's got some amazing recordings, by the way. So if you ever want to listen to some of them, he'll be on. He'll tell you where they are. They're incredible. But I was listening to one and I'm asked, are you going to read this on the Tonight Show? And he said, no, I'm not going to read it on Tonight Show. So I got him all messed up. So I probably messed up his entire day. I talked about three people on the phone, totally messed up their entire day. Because everybody was thinking it's Thursday because it wasn't. So it was kind of like getting a free day. And that made me so prepared for today because I did it all yesterday. <laughs> but I want to thank all of you who put up those incredible prompts on the prompt post that I've been doing every week for a while now. Normally, I thought it would be real fun when I was running late one week to ask you guys to pitch in. And and uh, ever since we've been doing that, because it's really fun to see what you guys come up with. And you guys have been posting prompts, and I pull from that list, and we have so many good ones. I couldn't fit them all in. So, you know, I go back frequently and revisit past weeks. I've got them all saved in a Word file so that I can grab some. So if it's not in here this week, that doesn't mean it's not going to be in there next week. So thank you. Thank all of you who take the time to come up with these amazing prompts that we're going to do. So let's jump right into that. Prompt number one is one. With the gnome overheard. With the gnome overheard. Two. Slipping through our hands. Slipping through our hands. Number three, if I could remember to forget. If I could remember to forget. Number four, caveman poetry. You know, when I saw that one, it made me laugh so hard. Maybe think about the, what was it, the, the caveman. Well, what company was that? It wasn't Geico. Something. Um, the caveman commercials they used to have on TV, and I'm picturing him in the bathroom somewhere with a felt pen writing caveman poetry on the bathroom wall. It was really funny. So I love that one. Caveman poetry. Number five, the nothing. The nothing. Number six, the last sunrise. The last sunrise. 
Number seven, look, see, believe. Look, see, believe. Number eight, the crow speaks. Number nine, on the other side of alone. That one was really intriguing. On the other side of alone. Number 10, reflecting nothing. Reflecting nothing. Number 11, drip, drip, drip. Drip, drip, drip. You know, what's really funny is I had a poem titled Drip, Drip, Drip. And it was about the thing, the, the, the cause and effect that set off a serial killer and it started with the dripping faucet was the thing that got the ball rolling. And when it was a perfect storm, then boom. And I lost that journal. Someone stole it out of my car when I was at a concert. And I always wonder what they thought when they read that poem. It was pretty weird. Anyway, number 12, <laughs> the faces I see, the faces I see. Number 13, Vampire Christmas. Vampire Christmas. Number 14, Blood Sucking Holidays. Blood Sucking Holidays. <laughs> and my contribution for this week is number 15, Happy Dance. Because that's what I was doing when I saw all your amazing prompts. I was doing the Happy Dance. All right, remember, you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts or use all of the lines in one poem if you're feeling really froggy. But before you sit down and write to any of those, remember to do your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise. And remember that this exercise is the highlight of what we do with a prompt. You guys should say it with me. What we do with a prompt before we write it is far more important than what we write. Why? I'm glad you asked. The reason is when we hear something that inspires us, our brain has muscle memory just like anything else. You hit us on the knee, our foot's going to jump, right? Our brain has muscle memory. So if I say something that inspires you like summer or Christmas or, or October or ocean, within the, the, the first, the majority of us will pull up very similar images on our first three thoughts when we hear something that inspires us. So what I want to do and what this exercise is going to do is teach you and train you to look beyond the typical, beyond the basic, beyond the normal place your mind would naturally gravitate towards when you hear something that inspires you. So you hear something and you're, something pops in your brain and you grab the pen and you go, oh, I'm going to write about this because my muse is so awesome. No, she's not. She's hiding over there in the shadows. And you're writing to muscle memory. So get past the basic, the normal, the poem that everybody else is going to write and find what is uniquely yours. This is what this exercise is going to teach you. All right. So how you do this is you look at the list of prompts that I just gave you. And let's look at oh, let's do this one. blood sucking holidays. All right. You're going to start with number one, which is what the gnome overheard. But anyway, you write the first prompt. At the top of your page. I'm not going to go where I was going to go. We're going back to where it's supposed to be. Write the first prompt at the top of the page. And then before you write a poem to it, what I would like you to do is to write at least six different ideas for poems. You could write all to that one prompt. So what the gnomes overheard. I want to know six different poems you could write 
using that one prompt. Then go on down to number two, number three, number four, all the way down until you have at least six different poem ideas for all of the 15 prompts. Now, I promise you will not make it to the end of this exercise without something running and grabbing a hold of you, and you will be off and, and writing something amazing, and you're just going to go, wow, she was right. And this is really fun. You know, you have to take time to hone your skill. I don't care how good of a writer is. I don't care how big your ego is or how shy you are or how good you think you are or how educated. It doesn't matter. No matter where you are, in writing, in anything, you can always get better. And you should always strive to push yourself and grow. There's a lot of writers out there in the world. But why is it that after all these years, we still read Rumi? Why is it that Poe was remembered? It's not because they wrote typical poems. It's because they wrote about typical things in extraordinary ways. That's what this was going to teach you to do. So write at least six different poem or poem ideas to each of the 15 different prompts, six different ideas for the 15 prompts, and see where it takes you. I promise it'll be amazing. It'll be so much fun for you. <laughs> all right. So, and remember, again, you can write one poem per prompt, mix and match them, or use all the lines in one poem. So now... We're going to move on. We have a special writing project that will be for next week. It will be for our 17th year anniversary show coming up on December 7th, which is next week. No, it's not. Yes, it is. December 7th. Let me make sure I got my dates right. Yep, next December 7th, next Thursday. So what I would like you to do, 17 years on the air is a long time. And you can't be involved in a community of people or in something, you know, whether you've been here since the very, very first show or whether, you know, you're brand new to the show. You can't be involved in something that so closely envelopes your passions without being affected by it. And what I really want to know this year, you know, we, we spend so much time on bullshit, so much time on BS and, you know, posting our dog's hernia operation and, you know, doing, you know, posting pictures of us looking up with ducky lips and our cleavage showing and, and pictures of, you know, whatever, you know, we, we do so much to get attention. I'm asking you to give some attention. I want you to think about this community time and really think about this community and what it means. To, why am I sitting here clicking the pen in your ear? I'm putting that down. That's bad news. I want you to think about what the community means to you and what you have gotten from it, what you've learned from it maybe, or who's inspired you, or who has touched your life, or how it has changed you, or whatever it is. And I want you to either write a little something, I don't care if it's just, it doesn't have to be a poem. It'd be great if it was a poem. It doesn't have to be a poem. But I would like you to write something to read on the air. Talks to the community so that they understand what it means. So I want this to, I, I'm really looking for some nostalgia here. And some, uh, you know, if there's somebody on the show 
you know, I hear you guys talk about each other all the time. So there's somebody on the show that's touched you. Tell them thank you. Tell them how they've changed your outlook on whatever it is or whatever it is that you want to write. Reach out and touch this community on our anniversary show. I don't want to have to beg, but I will. I think it's really important that you let people know what they mean to you when you still have the chance to do that. And not for never waste a chance. Tell somebody that they're appreciated. No, you guys have touched each other's lives. Just think about that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make you, but it would be pretty awesome. And if you do that, by the way, as incentive, so normally when you come on you can read two poems. But if you bring something to read about this for your your speakeasy nostalgia community whatever it is you want to write you get to read it and your two poems there you go so you get to read three things all right i also said that i was going to be announcing the new upcoming poetry for prizes uh, event that will be starting in a couple weeks and this one i'm going to make really fun because like i said it's winter time most of us have a little bit more time indoors we're not rush rush rushing except for it is the holidays you know but there, there's that but um this is going to run probably eight weeks as well the other one was seven but we had a blank week so but it's probably going to run eight weeks, give you guys all time to get involved. And it's, there's going to be, in this one, there's going to be three different ways you can get your name into the drawing. Okay, and two of them I'm going to get into in a little bit more later. But the first way that you're going to be able to enter, I'm just going to kind of tell you what the what the contest or the, the drawing event is going to entail. Part one in getting involved in this is going to be the exact same way you just did. I had so many people message me and say, do not stop the haiku prompts, the, the weekly haiku prompts. We are having so much fun with those. Please don't stop them. Please don't stop them. And so we are going to carry that over. And that is going to be, we're going to be doing the weekly haiku prompts again. And that will be one of the ways you can get your name put into the drawing. Part two is going to be the gift of voice playing when we get uh, started on the event, but it's going to be another way for you to get involved and enter into the contest. And then, because someone's got, why am I saying that? I hate that word. Part three, the third way to get your name into the drawing will be uh, a stop, look, and write challenge. So as I said, I'll explain more of those. Those are just kind of teasers. But I will tell you this, this is a very diverse event, a little something for everyone, because there's so many people that say, oh, I don't want to write. I don't like writing haikus. Oh, no, don't make me do that. I don't like them. And, you know, I can sit there and take the conversation and pull, you know, 17 haikus out of that conversation that they just said naturally because your voice, you naturally put, speak together in those syllable counts a lot of the times, if you'll ever notice. But anyway, so I've decided to put some other things in there so you all can pick your poison. Okay, so there's going to be three ways for you to be involved to get your name into the drawing, and this is going to be a big one. This is one's going to be a big prize package. You know, the prize package I do right now is pretty dang cool, but this is going to be a big one. All right, now, close this out i'm going to run through the prompts real quick so grab your pen one what the gnomes 
what the gnome overheard. Two, slipping through our hands. Three, if I could re- if I could remember to forget. Four, caveman poetry. Five, the nothing. Six, the last sunrise. Seven, look, see, believe. Crow speaks. Nine, on the other side of alone. Ten, reflecting nothing. Eleven, drip, drip, drip. No, I want coffee. Number twelve. The Faces I See, 13, Vampire Christmas, and 14, Blood-Sucking Holidays. And my contribution again for the week was Happy Dance. So as we close out this workshop, remember that for as food for our creative souls, we focus on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. You are what you eat, and that applies to your brain as well. Go out there and pick up a book and read. You have to have constantly have stuff going in if you expect to have anything or anything new coming out. And that also goes for not just reading but living. Do things unexpected. Take a wrong turn. Take a different road home. Stop at a different grocery store. Do things that are out of the ordinary so you get different experiences, so you don't get yourself into a rut. You have to have those new sensory inputs in order to grow your brain and have a bigger pool. You know, you don't want to reach into a pond for your talent. Reach into the ocean. Reach into the universe for your inspiration. Go out in the world and read and live your universe. All right. Also, remember, as our writer's discipline, and yes, it's a haiku, every day go out and write a haiku poem. Now, I don't care if you like haiku poems or not. There's a reason this is called a writer's discipline. You know, we don't all actually love going out and running 20 miles a day or, you know, doing the things that we have to do, but that's why it's called a discipline. It's something that you commit yourself to to do. And if you believe in yourself, if you believe in yourself as a writer, if you want to grow, if you want to get better, if you want to explore that amazing, vast well of knowledge inside your noggin, then you'll give yourself a little bit. So all I'm asking is that you commit to this every day. And that is to write a haiku poem. So sometime between point A when you wake up and point B when you go to bed at night, I want you to somewhere out there in all that chaos, find your 17 syllables. That's all I'm asking. You know, if you say, I don't like writing haiku poems, fine. Write a 17-syllable sentence. Right? You can go back and fix these things later. If it's not the right number of syllables, I don't care. Take it some way, put some more back in. But write it down when you think about it. Always carry a notebook with you. Think about the stuff you have on you all day long, all the things you carry around that aren't for you. You make room for that that thing for work, and you make room for that thing for that other thing, and all those, oh, look at those over there. You know, you carry those around all day. Why can't you carry around a pencil and paper in your pocket? So when you think of something, you can stop and feed yourself 17 syllables every day. This is one of the most important things I can teach you as a writer, one of the most important things that I can encourage you to do, one of the most important things for a hundred million plethora of reasons this will make you a better writer and feel more balanced inside. All right? Find your 17 syllables. 
All right, you guys, that is it. That is it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the podcast and get whatever it is you need. I'm going to play an audio recording really quick. We always start and end every episode with a piece. I put a message out on my Facebook page that asked for submissions for MP3 files. So if you are a recording artist, you have something you you know that you've an MP3 or an audio recording of one of your poems, and you'd like to share those with me, you can send them to me on Facebook. Remember Nyla first name Alicia last name N Y L A. You'll find me and. Or you can message them to me at the T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. We can get those uploaded to this library and play them for the world. All right, it would be very cool to have them on there. The piece that I'm going to play is very, very dear to me. It is by Case, and he read this poem every year at Thanksgiving for me. It was a prompt that I gave him. And he wrote this poem, and every year he would read it. And thank gosh for the, you know, the last year. Um, we, John has, has moved on to the big um, ink, ink pot in the sky that they're swimming around with his muses and having fun and all that. But we do have this recorded, and I'm very thankful for that so that I'm able to play it. But this is his Thanksgiving poem, and it is so awesome and so cool, and I really wanted to share it with you. We've been playing it every year. And um, so here you go. John Kay's Thanksgiving poem, Here You Go. Awesome. Mr. John Kay's. Oh, well, let me read my annual Thanksgiving poem. This is created because you gave me a poetry prompt what four years ago. Yeah. I remember I, it. I love this poem. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And uh, it seems like every year on Thanksgiving I read it. So. The 12 Days of Thanksgiving. Day one, we ate turkey and listened to Alice's Restaurant. Day two, we ate more turkey sandwiches than we could count. Day three, we ate turkey soup with tomatoes and rice. Day four, we ate turkey burritos. The change was nice. Day five, we ate the leftovers cold. No one wanted to bake. Day six, we round up some turkey and made hollandaise cakes. Day seven, we took a break and we ate nothing but vegetables. Day eight, we got yelled at for not eating the turkey on the table. Day nine, in a panic, we ate turkey until we blew. Day 10, we turned green and we saw more turkey stew. Day 11, we protested and we called a general ruckus. And day 12, we were thankful when we bombed throughout the carcass. Happy Thanksgiving. Absolutely love that poem. I am so thankful that we have it to share every year. John Cage was amazing. He left a plethora of his talent out there on the Internet that we still enjoy and can access. You can Google him, John Cage, find him on YouTube. You can also go to his Facebook page where he has tons of things posted and uh, he has videos and all kinds of fun things you know I, I met him when i was 14 years old and he was dating my older sister and he had long red hair and wore white bell bottoms and 
carried his guitar to school and would sit out on the hill and get stoned at lunchtime and sing and play music for us and write. And he was just incredible. So go check him out, you guys. Show some love. John Kay's Thanksgiving poem. And uh, I hope he knows that he's here with us. All right. So now you know what that means, you guys. You know what time it is, right? It's time for you guys, the poets, the best part of the show. So the number, again, to call in if you would like to read is 646-595-3965. If you'd like to call in and share. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in. Listen for your telephone area code or the little voice will say unmuted. And you'll know it's your turn to come on the air. When I bring you on, you can read, or first of all, when I bring you on, make sure you introduce yourself. That's really, really important, you guys. Even though, you know, some of you have been here forever with me and some of you are brand new people, the people listening, you know, five years from now to this podcast are not going to know. So you always want to have your name attached to your work. That's vital. That is so important because you are literally virtually, verbally publishing your poem on the air right now. 17 years worth of shows soon. They're still there. Poems you read on our very first show, they're still there. Make sure you attach your name to your work. Okay? And then, it's really important because if you don't say who you are, then I get bombarded with messages from people saying, I don't know who this, who is this? And then it distracts me because it's like a squirrel or a butterfly and, you know, my little brain just goes off and running. And then I'm, I miss something you do and that's not good because i got to listen to you. i got to hear what you're saying. I've got to be able to talk with you about your poem. So let's just take that out of the equation. Make sure that you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two poems if the lines get too busy tonight and I have to cut you back to just one. I will let you know. I'm going to try to keep my comments to a minimum so that we have time to get everybody on tonight. So uh, right now you can read two poems. And when you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. That is really important. You know, and if any of you are on the air right now or on hold and hearing me say this, I'm sorry, it's the truth. You can sit there and say, I don't want anyone to find me, but you're on the air. And you're sharing your words with the world. You have something to say. You have something to share. You have a piece of you you want to give the world. So let them find you. Okay? Tell people how they can find you. That's important. There's people who are touched. You would not believe you guys over the last 17 years. How many times I get emails saying, oh, my gosh, that poem by Soldier Blue was just incredible and touched me so much. Or, you know, I heard Michael read this. Or Noreen, you know, and, and Gary just... You know, I, I, you know, their, their whole, they, they just, you know, I can't tell you how many times I get messages like that. So let people know who you are. Let them find you. You know, the whole motto for this show is inspire and be inspired. So it's important to surround yourself with people who inspire you and who you give out your URL. Let people know how to find you. Okay? Or, you know... <laughs> It'll be very sad if you don't. Puppies will cry. Kittens will weep. 
Remember, please, that we have a mature rating. That means no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, nothing too graphic. You know where that line is, okay? We can do, we can do erotica poems, but we can't do adult porn poems. I don't want to know about nipples to know that there's nipples. Don't get graphic. Other than that, you're good to go. And uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup. First, before we get started, I want to let area code 201 know that you are not in the lineup. So 201, if you would like to come on the air tonight and share and read, please press 1. If you're here just hanging out and listening, then I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Enjoy the show. If you change your mind at any time, 201, press 1, and that will let me know that it's okay to unmute your mic. So glad you're here. Welcome. I see you on there, Martha. Love having you here. Love you so much, dear. And uh, just appreciate everything that you do and give to the show and being a part of this community with us. And let me see. What else I have on here? Okay. All right. So anyway. The board is being a little screwy tonight, as Michael mentioned in a message before the show even started. It's been dropping calls. So if you're trying to get in or if your call has been dropped, just try calling back in. If you get a fast, busy signal, just hang up. Wait again again. If your call was dropped at the beginning of every show, I'm a paper and pencil girl. I'm not – I don't like backlit worlds. I – spend so much of my time on them, but I still have that, that rebellious streak in me that likes pen and paper. So the beginning of every show, I make a list of you as you guys call in. So if your call drops, you don't lose your pay, place in line. All right, so don't say, well, shoot, my call dropped. Now it's going to be a long wait. No, if your call drops like Michael's did, he's still in the lineup. He's our fourth caller, just where he was when he called in and got called back in. So just let you guys know. If you're called, don't panic, call back in. You do not lose your place in line. Thanks to my beautiful pen. All right. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers. Well, actually four because you know Michael's four. So we have area code 573 followed by 702. We have 860 and then 731, which is Michael. Okay. Let's go ahead and bring on our first caller. Things off with a bang. 573, you are on the air. Good evening, my lovely nightlight of Sinister Spittle. Hey, Sin, how are you, my darling? I've been checking his daughter still in, my daughter has COVID. The boys and I dodged a bullet. We had just like a variation of flu. So I'm feeling better uh-huh. today. Three mile walk in this morning and bunch other shit. So I'm back on back on the men making dinner right now. Um it's all the laundry done. The house is disinfected. <laughs> I've got so many candies and fucking disinfected. <laughs> anyway. Life so, is good. I been a pair. You've seen I've been recording. Um I've written probably fifteen pieces. But, you know, in the last two weeks, I haven't really written anything this week, but, you know, I wrote, well, I've written three things this week, so, you know, I'm writing a lot of shit, so I got new stuff for you. I'm excited, please, yes. All right. 
first one is my liberty. Pastor concerning the futile arms of selfish wise. You'll hurt someone to obtain your tumble-dry lifestyle. A posh, diabrotic fury of blind eyes cast in reflection of omission. Fueled by inept decisions, I can't harness a tear to wet rough cheeks burnt under the aura of your dare so callous. You strum awkward staccato from forked tongues. One should be muted under drunken noons, apt to oblivion in a stalled galaxy. I'm allowed to swallow bitter years of not rot and boiling gyrations through my mind. You killed everyone I loved. Metaphorically, so much death came at your hands. Not myself. In the middle of hurricanes, colliding twister, I blistered in the unforgiving sun. Now I'm left with what I truly love. Here on ravaged shores, creek-sized baptized, sing me a song. To soothe the defamation, that which is character, no more. I can't swallow. Though I attempt to force it down, my bowels turn. Go away! Stop fucking with my head! Dixie Fiddler in a canoe, lost in the inclination. What the fuck is this shit? Why do you want to stay with me? Slivers in my ear, tearing holes in blue jeans, waxed hubcap reflections on spent trips. However, I've earned the standard. Let's let comatose body shakes. God damn! When we see the horizon split, Darkened shadows, the asshole will show. Razor tongues of dark and infamy have tendency to cower in the light. I'm right, or I end to be. Absent lost vacancy of retarded decay. From orifices crusted, now I'm free. In touch with my liberty. Please, the Bakery Breeze. Wow. Is that one of them that you've recorded? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Actually, that's only like the second time I've read that since I wrote it. Probably so. I, I, you know, I, write it. It. I may share it once and then I put it away. <laughs> I write something else. <laughs> I repeat it. Didn't I see a message from you today, Sin, saying that you sent me some audio tracks? Yeah, and one of them, one of them is one that was, uh, for your doodles, the, the line that said, uh, fed on your disdain. So I made sure that was one of them and then another one. I can't remember what now. But yeah, I sent you two. Awesome. I'm excited about that. Thank you. Thank you for sending those. Are you going to read a second one? Yeah. This uh, is called Cruising Musical Bliss. Moonshine my memories under lactating eulogies from frothing, drunken lips. As it goes on under whiskey quandaries of tears, soaked beer breath memories under influence knowledge of why. This is the moment to drink elixirs of naught, releasing the tension one bears, burden, quelling beast, beast. Macho mandalas of fluorescent transitions, retina driven under the mushroom of a purple sky. Do what one may to survive. There's truth in the dare. Caving indecision of the feast of famine tonight. 
loving the warmth of a sinister scowl. I crawl, linen departures of a sleepier time, slurred on inebriated rhetoric of no longer broken man who spoke it. As if I was right, no fight in sight. I try to maintain one version of discretion. I, the whole of my heart, is glass. As I am stone, saying goodbye, choke, crumbling in the absence that's lost when I'm not here. Free prisoner would love to give, but there's no recipient. And I send a return fiend, so stumble my world at tilt as I'm froggy and leap into my confessions. I have few possessions, tangible, but in the proverbial, I'm millionaire. Slum dog no longer, I'm a wheel in the sky, fucking inertia turning, and winter's here again. Oh, Lord. I haven't been fucked sideways in a year. Oh, hold on. Forever is longer. Roll a joint and smoke my dust of provisions of inept grayscale pathology. I'm turning, turning, back, back, long. I can take everything. Because I'm a martyr. Rain-soaked sheets of mourning, kissing night's plight. Where will I be tomorrow? Whoa. My destiny is no curtain. And I can see Oz in the distance, left unattended. Emeralds, golden chalices of rock, where I was caught in a grind. I'm yearning. I know. I know you don't, but it's cool. I'll entertain your absence for a fast track to posh depravity, stitched in polyester dreams, catching protests. I'm not missing the apparitions of the chaos tonight. Slurring my way south to staying awake in my nightmare. I can <laughs> giggle through the frozen circle. As this man, this man loved no woman the way you stake false claim. So I'm cruising, baby. Not really so insane, but I'm crazy. Like alien twang. I got a rocket ship. And I'm taking a musical trip. Because I want it. So I got it. Forever. No one that stands. Oh, baby, music is making love. Like the breeze. <laughs> I love the line in there. It just created such a, it was like such a bullet when you said there is truth in the dare. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it makes you think about, you know, when you play that game, when you play truth or dare, you know, someone says truth, and yeah, you'll ask them a hard question. But when you say dare, that's when you find out where things are really going, you know, how far someone's going to push you or, you know, just so that, that was just, for me, that was a real strong image creator. There's truth. I love that. That was great. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stan. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being, for being always a consistent stage and open heart and mind and ears. I love you, Nyla. I love you too, sweetheart, so much. Please, yes, but tell everyone how to find you before you run away. All right, Sister Spittle, I am on Facebook, and you want to stay away from the YouTube. That's it. You know, send me a friend <laughs> request. If you have gifts, I might, re- I might accept it. <laughs> <laughs> right, we need to do a speakeasy gift exchange somehow. All right, sweetie. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you next week.
Thank you. All right. You know, speaking of any of you who are like holiday cookie makers, you need to put me on your cookie sending list. Just saying. Okay. Next caller, area code 702. 702, you are on the air. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, Nyla. Jimmy Ray Davis, word machine is here in the house. Uh, hey, so glad sweetheart. to be here. And what, what can you say about sin? I mean, sin, always original, always fresh, always very expressive. Uh, fantastic job tonight by him, absolutely. Great way to start out the show. So how have you been? What you bring us? What's your week held? All that good stuff, blah de blah blah. Yes, tell me everything. Uh, yeah, you don't want to hear all that. But I, but I will tell you that uh, I am a little bit excited because of my, I guess it would be my second annual. Although I've always done Christmas poems around the season. Um, second annual official Word Machinist Wonderland uh, gets underway tomorrow, December first. That goes December first to the twenty fourth. Christmas poems, songs, stories, all that good stuff every day uh, through December 24th. And, you know, I always like to kick off my, like the spectacular, I like to kick it off right here on the Speakeasy Cafe. Yay. Because you're special. We love you, that's why. Um, <laughs> so I know it, I know it's a little early. Some people be like, geez, it's not even December yet, you're doing Christmas. Well, you know what? No, Christmas um, starts the old when you put the turkey away when you when you unsit the table on Thanksgiving, that's when Christmas season starts. Holiday season, Yule well, season, I, Hanukkah season, whatever it is, that's when the holiday season starts. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, you know, I hey look, I know there's some scrooges out there, I get it. That's where the word machinist Wonderland goes the extra mile because not everything in the Wonderland is gonna be bright and cheery. I mean, we're talking about me. You're going to get some darkness in there. Why wouldn't you? Um, and are you things are a little different. Kill, and things little... kill an elf or, or kick a snowman. Are you going to make me cry, Jimmy? Uh, no, but I was, knowing that my new hobby is uh, crushing your soul, I was going to bring Silver Bells Have Rusted, but I decided not to. And instead, <laughs> I, brought you, I brought you two rather upbeat, but definitely different, decidedly different uh, Christmas pieces. And the first one, uh, this is newer, so within the last couple, two, three years, I think I wrote this one. And the next one will be one from back in the day. Um, First one is called Sam Klaus. He walks slowly through the park after dark, reflecting on Christmas's past. Looks north towards home, a million miles away. Sad longing seems to last. His name is Samuel Klaus. Legacy is huge, now homeless here with the dregs. His white beard dingy with dirt of the street, but his smile is as sleek as a sled. He never should have made that wager with one so vile, a mistake he'll pay for a time. Yet he has made friends like Benny and Dave and young Desiree. Been told he looks like St. Nick, he chuckles and waves him away with a grin. For he cannot wear the red suit or he'll lose and never find where he begins. The Santa this year in the park is a lout, a drunk who stumbles and slurs. The children are afraid to sit in his lap, 
This Kris Kringle's a joke. Sam is disturbed. Finally, not being able to take it, knowing he's doomed, puts on the red suit alone. The park lights the sky as the reindeers all fly, for Santa Claus has finally come home. Grampus has lied when he won the bet. Santa knew better, but tried to abide. To win the final leg of the wager, he just needed to believe and decide. Calling his sleigh, he rides the night sky, returning to the North Pole with sleigh bells for all to hear. He must make haste, get back to his place, for Christmas will indeed come this year. In peace. Oh, I'm so excited about this season. That was amazing, Jimmy. I am I my toes are curling. <laughs> right? Well, you know, and Nyla, we talk about inspiration coming from different I when I was doing I had to come up with a couple of new ones uh, last year is when I wrote this. And um and I and I was looking through images, some some of the copyright free image sites and and I just saw this one where it, it looked like Santa Claus. It was basically depicting Santa Claus as a homeless guy. And I thought, oh, wait a minute. What could I do with that? And hence, Sam Claus was born. Incredible. So I'm, I'm I, trying I to, I'm trying to just, so, just so you know, Jimmy, I'm trying to talk to you and type tech support. They're talking to me about my lines right now. You know how I am with squirrels, something jumps up. So I had this great thing I was going to say yeah. right at the end, and right then, then right then, they're big, they're, yeah. So we can blame them for that, yeah, right. because what I was going to say right totally went my, away. Right during my airtime, trust me, there was no accident. Uh, <laughs> they planned that. Tech support has it in for us. There's tech, tech let's support fuck has with it in him. for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write one for tech support. They're all getting coal in their stockings this year. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but I, you know, uh, just just reflecting really quick, and these aren't super long tonight, so I'll take just an extra few seconds. But uh, just laughing with you and, and, and talking the way we do on the show is, is just as much a part of it for me, uh, and I think for most of many of us, um, as, as it is for sharing my work. So uh, just wanted to throw that tidbit in there for you. Um, now, Nyla, this next piece, I know you like to have fun in the wildest ways. You just you told us the story, and this shows you I am listening, um, about, uh, you know, smoking pot and long-haired uh, guitar player, right? John Cage, yep. We know you like John Cage, yeah. So we uh, – so this one, I, I, I think I, – I don't know. This was written back in 06, so I don't know on the, during the MySpace days. And I'm not going to say for sure if you uh, inspired any part of it, but definitely your spirit does. And this one is unique in that it's a – it was written as an Irish uh, Christmas drinking song slash poem. Uh, and uh, I don't think you see a whole lot of those. And my my, my – Wish back then was that, well, by now, of course, well before now, that uh, this would have been one that everybody would be nipping on the uh, uh, the spiked eggnog and singing, you know, arm in arm, arm, arm over shoulder, standing in front of the Christmas tree. Of course, that has never happened, but, hey, we still have time. We can make this happen. So you have the, um, you have the transcript in front of you. I will be expecting you to come in on the chorus. I'm kidding. I would never do that to you, but... I'm looking at my thing, and it's like, what, what? Okay, 
I got it pulled up. <laughs> so this is called okay. called Merry Christmas, and it's important that I, because obviously we're on radio, not video, but I say it's Merry as in get, to get married, M-A-R-R-Y. Um, and, and the part in the chorus where Merry Christmas is repeated three times, the first two are the standard Merry Christmas, and the final one is Merry to get married. So just have that in your head, and you can visualize a little more, but this is Merry Christmas. She told me that her name was Christmas, and I thought that was kind of strange. She seemed so happy and listless as we walked the switchyard near the trains. She said that she thought it enchanting, that they named a holiday after her. When I explained Christmas was much older than she, she gave a look like a slingshot to a bird. All the Bowery bums down on Mason and the bakers on Twain and McCall, they all sang Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. You can always get divorced by next fall. She started speaking of Mary and Joseph and a babe in a manger of hay. I couldn't dispute with a fat man in red suit, so I pretended to have nothing to say. Christmas was quite merry that evening with a pear tree and a partridge that sings. She said, come on, Dave, your soul I can save if you adorn me with five golden rings. All the Bowery bums down on Mason and the drunken patrons who brawl. They all sang Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. You can always get divorced by next fall. Well, the night was a bloodshot black demon and the shotguns were ready to fire. Christmas was there with her strand of gold hair, the very picture of modern desire. Vows were exchanged in the temple. The urchin boys had a wager to collect. T'was a merry Christmas the night I married Christmas. December the 25th, that's correct. All the Bowery bums down on Mason and the PBX girls taking calls. They all sang Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. You can always get divorced by next fall. More beer, more beer, cold Christmas cheer, and you can always get divorced by the fall. Song. I love that so freaking much. We need to find somebody that can write music to that and help you lay that down in a song that needs to be like that needs to be like a an irish folk song type bar that needs to be an irish bar song if we can find somebody right. to write music and help you record that i will make it go viral all right well let's do it we, we need to turn that into a into a bar song, a pub song. Yes. That yes. was incredible. I love that so much. Yes, can't you? <laughs> you and me and Missy and the boys, we can all go to Ireland, and we'll find a little pub, and we'll just make a tour. We'll go on a pub crawl, and we'll go in there 
all of us, and we'll start singing that song. And it's going to catch on, and then all of Ireland will be singing it, and then you'll be a famous Irish folk singer in Ireland, and that will be really cool. Well, if you're footing the bill, I'm on. I'm there. Uh, right? Let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to send you I'm well, send not- your lottery ticket for Christmas with your Christmas card, okay? And we'll, we'll do it. Good. If it's a winner, okay. we'll definitely do it. Um, <laughs> I got many more. And many more to come. Um, I'm, I'm gonna. Well, there's only four shows before Christmas. Three, three more after this. So I'll, I'll be able to get eight Christmas pieces of the 24 in. So I did some hand selecting. So I've got some uh, good ones coming up. Um, and um, if anybody wants to get some Christmas cheer, um, or try to get some Christmas cheer, come on over. I am Jimmy Ray Davis, the Word Machinist. You can find me on Instagram and. TikTok under the name Word Machinist. Facebook, my poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. I will thank you so much. I had a blast as always. I do appreciate you and I love you to pieces. I appreciate you, Jimmy. Give the boys and Missy a hug for me. I can do that. All right. Thank you, sweetheart. Jimmy Ray Davis is amazing. Thanks, babe. All right. Our next caller comes from area code... Area code Jessica, 860. You are on the air, my love. Area code Jessica. I like that. I like that. Area code Hi. Jessica. You get, your, you get your own era. You get your own world. Wouldn't it be great if we could like, make our, invent our own world? That would be a great writing prompt. Write that me a really poem right. about the world you live on. Invent your own world. Mm-hmm. Planet Jessica. I, I want that poem. Thing was from March or something. I got my calendar, my planner from work, and it was open to like March, and I had a list of prompts. <laughs> I don't know why, and I found one, but um, I'm not quite done with that one. So I guess I could read it next week if you want. But it's kind of like the only thing about that is it was my first, my first thought. So I was thinking I should go through it and try to make one that isn't so like predictable. So maybe I'll read both of them and we'll see which one you like better next week or something. I don't know. That'd be great. What do you said? Okay. I'm going to read two. Um, this one's called Let Go. Breathe in happiness. Breathe out worry. Breathe in calm. Breathe out stress. Let in love. Let in peace. Let go of sadness. Let go of regret. Your moment is now. Welcome the present. Place joy in your heart. Let your soul rise. Be a light for others, building strength within. Dance with your spirit. Sing till they hear it. And peace. I love that. Thank you. You're very welcome. What muse, I don't know what's been up with it, but that one was like one one of the only ones that I felt like I could read besides the one I wrote today at work. I actually wrote one, and then I saw the prompts, and that was what made me actually write more than one, which is good. So thanks for your prompts every week. I appreciate them. Okay. Um, this one, it doesn't have a title yet. Um, okay. Sometimes the drudgery of mere existence is overwhelming. At work, yet I wish I was at home dreaming. Some days my joints and muscles scream, 
waking up to forming the same regime, following a pattern of flight away from what haunts me at night, avoiding thoughts of my inevitable demise from this truth I shield my eyes. The grim reaper will knock one day. From this life I will be taken away. Who knows really what is my fate? Will I be met at heaven's gate? I guess what I've learned in life, through every struggle, every bit of strife, is that through every challenge, there is so much we gain, no matter how much your resolve does wane. Life is what we make it, so I have heard. My life will count. I have the final word. And peace. <laughs> You're on a roll, sweetheart. Those were incredible. <laughs> Thank you. That, like, that was like... Stood on your planet like, and took a swing and home run. You hit Pluto. I was... Thank you. I was planning on like, like having it be dark, and then of course, with like all my freaking problems, it ends up like with some sort of like, you know, thing. And why I can't just like make something depressing be depressing all the way through? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, <laughs> you can find me at Jessica at on Facebook. Jessica Brooke Poetry is my page. Is my poetry page and. I do have old, old, I have to say old videos on YouTube under Jessica Brooke with an E apostrophe S poetry. Um, I I am on Instagram yet. I don't, um, I don't post there and uh, I have, I kind of don't, I have no interest in TikTok. Alrighty, Um, Nyla, I'm glad you enjoyed my poetry. I did very much. Will you do me a favor and message me your TikTok page? What do you mean? I don't, I'm not, why? I thought you just said you TikToked. You were like a talker. I I have an account that just somehow made itself. Like I didn't even pick Uh, it. I'm against TikTok. I'm not against it, but I just don't, I'm not into TikTok. Okay, my mistake. It's okay. I well, don't really talk I'll be that okay. clear sometimes. No, it's me. I don't talk very clear sometimes. No, you were you you were fine. It was me. It was me. Trust me, it was me. All right, sweetheart, okay. you did a fantastic job. I'm so glad you were here. You just like this fresh no. of breath breath of fresh air. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So, and as always, when I do come on, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks, love. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Are you going to write something for the anniversary show? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Not, not to put you on the spot, but totally putting you on the spot. That's some inspiration. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll write something. <laughs> All right, babe. We'll talk to you then, honey. Thank you. Okay. Bye, sweetheart. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code okay 260 IC I got you in the lineup thank you honey all right so our next caller comes from area code 832 832 you are on the air no not really maybe 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 last week no no this week and right now I don't like this week Hello, 
my darling. How are you, Mr. Blue? I'm all right. Still out there making everybody else's life miserable, so I guess I'm doing something right. You know. <laughs> oh, there you are. God, you sound so much better. Your phone was like totally yeah. freaking out a moment ago. Oh no, it was just it's just that I ha I have I when I um when I listen, when I'm just listening to the show I'm I'm I was just basically on speaker and then when I'm getting ready to actually do something then I put it on the or I should say then I put on my headphones. So Well, I appreciate that, that because you're coming through very clear now. Appreciate it. Clearly. Appreciating that. <laughs> I can hear you and, clearly now. The static is yeah, right. Well, I also turned off one of my fans, so that that helps always too. What'd you so, do? You don't want to turn huh? off your fans. You need your. You don't want to turn off your fans. You need your fans. They love you. Oh, oh I you mean an do. air conditioner got, fan, right? Well, I got I got the uh, no. <laughs> yes, Miss Tyler. Yeah. It's it's a okay. Honeywell. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which actually what is a smaller version of the the Vornado. Is what they call that. <laughs> but like I said, because I have one, I got three of them. I got three fans in my room, and you know, there's like one blowing on me, one blowing air around the room, one in a ceiling fan. So, you know, I try to keep everything going like that. But for purposes of you know doing these, you know more important um, events, uh, I turn one off so that I can actually do it right. Gotcha. But um, I've been, I don't know, I've been, this, this, this holiday season has been kind of, kind of strange. They did some weird things on Facebook, I see, and basically shortening everybody's pages, it looks like, and so forth. And that kind of, that kind of like, because I don't seem to be getting as you know, uh, uh, all of the kind of the info bits that I used to get. But I've been, you know, basically steadily uh, building up some other ones that I haven't used before in terms of you know, uh, native timelines. So anyway, um, this I've uh, just been kind of like thinking a lot in terms of the. Uh, the various parts of holidays and so forth, and uh, it's just kind of been uh, one of those times for me. Any, uh, but my my deal is is and this was it's was always been actually it's just kind of like I guess I, I I guess you could say it's just kind of like um, come more into focus this particular season. It's just simply that I'm not going to follow the. Uh, route of the commercial nonsense that usually goes on and I will be talking you know in terms of what I see in terms of the you know, my my people and uh, obviously that's going to be influenced a lot by the you know a lot of the books that I'm reading which I've already started two more uh books uh out of my collection that I've been gathering and they're really good too man what's really interesting it's called sand talk and it's basically talking about the Aboriginal people of Australia and a lot of their um, uh, their indigenous perceptions of their continent. And it's really been interesting because, I mean, just as my elders have always said, they would be more surprised if there were greater differences than similarities. So it's been uh-huh. really interesting this, uh, reading the 
words of, of these these earth people on on another continent. So this uh, this piece is uh, um yeah, I'm just I can never figure out titles anymore when coming into things, but we're just gonna go with the first two words of it being death magic, so we're gonna call it that. And this is uh, Soldier Blue, by the way. Um, it's called Death Magic. Death Magic and Darkness, Daggers, the Skullcraft of Shadows. Yeah, that game. The Killing Will narrows the roads of travel. Well-being and glory. Blood will reveal the patterns and we as human beings need to recognize what we see. Ageless voices, death travels upon the wings of invention. Hostages, novelties, trivial, the unusual, the burden is upon us to remember these stories. Wolves, gray mist, the rain smells canine. The wind howls in a rhythm untamed by Western man. Gondir, the stride for hungry meat. Shades of the hunt rise again under a bone-white moon. Limb tips of trees, the touch of canine scent. Oh, the wolf-like mysteries that press against us in dreams. Fond and found memories before the sound of a crying storm draining off our blood below skin. The blood dressing from your holiday still stuck to your lip. Cranberry stains run the length of your neck. And you want us to join in the wanton feast you say we all deserve. Canine clash Fierce rage against desire. Sticks of ash and poison frock the lace of your coat. While in the spun springs of steel-wired traps lay death and pain for a melody. For a mix of death, magic, and darkness, daggers for a thieves' feast. Icicles slide down the bound-up bones of the pine tree. Bitter winter sap explodes with the impulse of air. Basel, north from the cedars, the limbs jutter like ornaments, a shaking discord of holidays, celebrations. Wolf-like shudder, wapa, skull of a panther pantheon, Howls uttered from breaking jaws. Shadows, sleek liquid profiles in the darkness as the hunger forms an eldritch. Past, present, between the stars. Strong, 
Yea, that year, oh, wolf like spirit shadows of the night, oh, no fear, fall here, bones before all else, an ageless family home, river stones smoke with mist, fires never raised a fist of skin and blood and matter, oh, me, no me. Red wine dribbles down your slackening ribs, breath subsides into silence held hostage, nocturnal, aware, awake. The great, quiet rage of centuries, neon, gibak, or anything, rawhide and wet sinew have kept everything rotted. Solid in one place. The bindings stretch thin even as new sorrows fatten them again with tears. Another holiday. Homa, Pagondagi, Mustafi, ragged coals of the four quartered winds, raucous cries of crows. Having found newly denuded bones, they gather in the trees, giving vent to their thoughts of an alien cultural season, the gratuities of death. Yeah, reality check, historical fact. This tis the season to be jolly. See how our red earthen corpses give forth fanfare and mirth. Mm, the inexplicable occurred. We died for someone else's benefit. See how we dance. Gibbet formed and four quartered. Eat, eat, partake of our garlanded, lauded ribs cage. For we are less than human, yeah. Radze, Boba, Red Earth saith we shall find and take your names so that they may burn in the flame cast of sunset and augury. Mm. Hair of the dog, we follow the wolves. We shall not burn with you. Death magic, darkness daggers, skulls crafted careful. They are sharp. Take inventory. All mandibles upon a sanded shelf. Have you yet to give back the dead? The stench of our interred speaks volumes saying you have not. Dust of the blackbird. Bones and rawhide string. The shine of 
feral baubles sparkling with life stains, the festivities you think we should enjoy. Some of us have lost ourselves along the way in the milieu of vermilion. Some mistakes never made are those we must answer for. Others leave us with one too many ghosts looking over our shoulders. Time catches us all, and we suffer for it. We are the ghost road born, looking back at our home. It has become a place of bones. Happy holidays. Donc, aujourd'hui, peace. That was phenomenal. Oh, that was you. absolutely incredible, Soldier Blue. Uh, thank you for that. And just, you know, I keep thinking about all of this things, like I say, the commercial drops of the advertisement for the holidays, and it always kind of, it kind of runs with a parallel of uh, some lyric lines of uh, Rage Against the Machine. Come and play, come and play, forget about the revolution. And then I heard the shot. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I can, because I can I can, you know, some, you know, that sometimes a little glitter, green and tinsel, you know, catches my eye. Then I hear the shot, and I remember what happened to my people. Mm-hmm. I remember what happened, as a, for instance, to the Dakota thirty-eight plus two, the day after Christmas, which is still to this day the largest mass hanging in the United States and by none other than the Emancipator Abraham Lincoln oh yeah yeah he he gets full honors for that one and people don't remember those things when they that that happen like that because one of the things that always I always just just hits me with that particular story is there were over 500 people who were accused and or charged and taken to a prison fort for the great Sioux uprising of 1862-1863 and because of all the hearsay and the rumors and the unprepared witness and the conflicting witnesses they didn't know who actually was guilty or not. And so they went to the people, the Dakota people, told them, either you choose who will die or we will. Now you think about that. When you have to figure out, okay, who amongst us is going to take this on the, unto themselves so that the people can survive. 
so that the people can live. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, not all of those people of the 38, nor the two that were shot in the head later, were guilty of anything other than just being one of the people. Right. Well, see, that's what I tell you all the time. That's one of the things that I absolutely appreciate so much about your writing. And I know that I've talked about this before, but if we don't write as writers, as poets, as bards, which is where our roots come from, if we don't write our own truth, if we don't write about our world that we live in, if we don't write, we leave history to be told by those who have something to benefit, to gain, or to hide in its telling. You know, think about the stuff that we've grown up learning in school and how so much of that now we know isn't true and or was skewed a different way or things that we've learned that we were never taught, you know. Nobody's going to do anything to make themselves look bad. So it's really important what you're writing. These words, you know, it's and, and this is, I mean, I played that that piece, that amazing piece by John Case at the beginning of the show, who's no longer with us, you know, but his words live on and touch, you know, and our words are going to way, way outlive us. You know, so someday in the future, 200,000 years from now, someone's going to read, find, come across something that you've written, and that's going to be the truth. The truth is in the voice of the common man, not in the people who have something to gain or benefit in its telling, you know, as we have seen so much in the past. And so I applaud you for writing about the things that you do. I applaud the the subjects you embrace, even though I know they're emotionally hard. I think it's an amazing thing you do, Soldier Blue. Thank you. Now, you, sir, need Thank to tell you. everyone how they can come hook up with you. Well, not <laughs> hook up right, with you. This is a dating game, but, you know, so they can come find you and be inspired. Yeah, and inspire oh, oh, like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right, he is then. single, girls. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think you're still single. I don't know. Oh, no, I, hey, I don't think it's this way. It'll be one of those uh, parting of the Red Sea things if there ever is a is a uh, enjoined adventure again. I pretty much just uh, just put all that to the side, and I'm not going to really talk about that. But you know why? Yeah. But um, no, I, I'm. There's no. There's no other half. Anyway, uh, Rafe Wild at Facebook.com, and down in parentheses. You see Soldier Blue, and then you can also find me on my podcast, Red Earth One. If you keep the words separated, it'll actually get you there a little quicker. And then also I'm uh, working on uh, building up uh, some new works that uh, will meet the parameters of Reverb Nation. And so uh, we'll have something new on there shortly. Uh, So... I mean, there's some stuff on there now, but I mean, it's just uh, I would like to put some more new things on there. In any case, those uh, those are the three uh, places you can find me. 
Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. And I cannot wait. You're going to be here for the anniversary show next week, correct? Oh, yeah. 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 I already have a a uh, kind of like a base uh, line that I'm going to use for, you know, writing something to it. For the show? Yeah. Kind of, kind of, yeah. So, kind of, that's a, they, there's so. There's a piece, uh, or I should say it was part of a story, actually, and it just kind of, I, I, but I liked the way that they were talking about the uh, the village itself. It was, uh, the village was, it, they were referring to it as being a, a ghost face, face village. So, you know, those who have been passed and those who are still present, those who have been, you know, signified in terms of symbols on various of, you know, the, the, uh, places that are, you know, part of the village. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I cannot wait to hear it. So, Julie, thank you so much <laughs> for being here tonight and sharing, yeah. my love. Oh, thank you, Miss Nyla. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup so you guys know where you are. We have, well, we lost Divine. I don't know where he went, so I'm going to watch for his call to come back up. If you're listening, call back in because I have you in the lineup. You won't lose your place. So we have area code 419, Mr. Rebel Jones. He will be joining us next, followed by 850-219-346-216. Yay. Seven, uh, no, where'd 731 go? We've got 731, but 206 is before them. So it's 216, 206, or 260. Sorry, I'm a little dyslexic with numbers. Then we have area code 503. I do not see you in the lineup. We have 731 there. I do not see you in the lineup, 503. What happened, Pam? Just saying, Pam, not that I'm calling you out on the air for the whole world to hear, Pam, but I know you've got a poem to read. So you and Martha, you're sitting down there. Your hands aren't up. If you want to read, Pam, if you want to read, Martha, want to read one of your aunt's poems, that would be cool, Martha. Just press one, you guys. Glad you're here. Love you. And uh, Rebel Jones, which is kind of like a Robbie. Yeah, Pam and Martha, get up here on the stage, Pam and Martha. Get up here. Come on. <laughs> hey, sweetie. How you doing, Isla? Happy almost 17 years. I know, right? Which was like 17 years. I would love to go That's back amazing. in time and be 27 again, but keep Whoa, my brain. I would not want that shit. If I could snap my fingers and be 27 right now with this brain, I would rule the world. I was going to say, my 27 was, might not have been as fun as your 27. <laughs> um, I brought so what's going on with you? What did? Go ahead. I brought new stuff tonight. Um, I took a break from school just for the winter. I'll go back in January, um, but I'm taking all of December off. <clears throat> um, my son, I've been in and out of doctor's appointments and hospital visits with my youngest son, and we just got, we just figured out that he's got uh, some conditions that we didn't know about this this long, you know. So 
It's been a crazy month. Um, I turned another year older, went around the sun another year. So um I'm when was your birthday? Now. November eighteenth. Um got new gray hairs in my beard. <laughs> uh, are you ready? Some pains and shit. Are you ready? Huh? Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Rebel Jones. Happy Yay. birthday to you. There you go. Because we didn't have a show. <laughs> Thank you, Nyla. Man, since I, your birthday. I'm going back and I'm pulling that from the archives. My singing is no gift to anyone, trust me. But there you go, that's yours. That was a gift for me. (laughs) That was. I'm going to be bringing you a poem that I'm not sure if I'm going to keep this title, but for now it's called The Mysterious Human Condition of Stupidity. And I'm not sure if I'm done with it yet. I have only read part of it out loud, um, but I just finished it now in the queue, and I'm not even sure if I like the ending. But I'm going to share it with you anyway. So, the mysterious human condition of stupidity. (laughs) Pardon me. See... There is a collaborated mystery in the history of the ink in the human mind, and something tells me. Embedded deep in the thoughts to fuse with the ink, there is code that exists beneath layers of each line the ink breathes life into and upon the loose leaf. And when I write, the pen mixes with my thoughts and my stresses and my pain, and it all runs so deep like deeply rooted toothaches. And the kind that fills pain deep in the ears and up in the temples of the head, you know, the birthplace of migraines. So I blanket myself naked, blind in the darkness, practicing sense deprivation while intrusive thoughts don't ever seem to stop. So this is how I manage pain. And darkness as I delve within myself into those less visited voids of drifting, dissipating thoughts. Ooh, there's one floating by right now. Let's see. See, the truth is just truth without the ability of love and hate. So the truth is I have questions like if we are to learn every day, then how can we run with blindly on faith and continuously be fooled by continuously believing in the same things over and over again and still be considered intelligent. No wonder the future is always becoming history that never really changes. Same story, new faces, but basically same narrators telling it. And we keep buying it, so they keep selling it. And because we humans choose to keep holding anger and opposition for the same things, we spend all of our time pointing fingers and blaming with such hatred, but not enough time spent changing it. And out thinking about it all and hearing it in my head as I'm writing, it makes my brain want to combust and blow, and maybe that's just what this is. I'm just thinking now how ridiculously, profoundly stupid it seems to me that us humans have been killing in the name of differences since the beginning of when being human first was a thing. Need I say more? 
Need to cut the puppet strings and unlinquish the chains and traditions of division and break the unwritten rules and start feeding strangers your deeply rooted wisdom. But first you must find it, listen to it, learn it, and discover your unique way to share it. Given ancestors' voices when, <clears throat> when and where it truly counts. Peace. Wow. That was incredible. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I loved it. I, I loved the line. I... Go ahead. I said, I know there was a lot of, like, just common sense in there that we seem to um, be blind to on a daily basis. It's just something I felt needed to be pointed out. I really like the line, and you said, where the, the future, and forgive me if I butcher it, but something about the future becomes history that never changes. Yeah. Yeah, because we're constantly hating each other for the same reasons all the time, over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So future just becomes rewritten history, you know, kind of sad, and it kind of kind of slap in the face, like like no matter what we do in our life, it's just been a waste of time because it's just been done already. It's, it's just a rewrite, you know. Yeah, I think that line really hit me because it really – for me, it brought out the whole concept of, so the future is becoming, you know, the history. So we know that history repeats itself. We know that. So we're creating a future that's not different from our past, but we're conscious that we're doing it. We know that we're doing it. It's like we don't have, we don't have care that we're doing it, or it's not important enough as for us not to do it, or we're so selfish or so self-absorbed or so, you know, instant gratification hit like, Whatever it is, you know, driven well, you that know, we just don't care about community or people or what's right or wrong humans, or anything anymore. We as humans have not changed since the barbaric ages. We've just dressed it up with technology and pretty clothes, you know. And that's really what it amounts to. We still treat each other like shit. We're still, if I have more money or if I have more popularity, I'm better than you and I shit on you, you know, if need be. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. Not much has changed. We're just dressing mm-hmm. up every century with new technology, new styles. There's a lot of talk in the talk, but none of the walk in the walk, it seems. Yeah. That was fantastic, my darling. Great job. Thank you. You're welcome. And I do have another piece of this time for it. Yes, sir. All right. So, this was from a prompt called Written in Stone. And um, um, Clarence Ferguson Jr. wrote to Actually, this might be one I read in your, in your show last week. So, I'll do the next one that we did, Rare Specimen. All right, this is Rare Specimen. I also collaborated with Clarence Ferguson Jr. on this one. I splatter my thoughts on a petri dish to get a closer look at the makeup of my words and the layers that they hold. Now, that's a statement that stands up on its own. 
My style and I, alongside the smooth wordsmith, musical maestro, are rare specimens of sorts. And when this shit here gets live, we'll probably have scientists and government officials and corporate devils knocking down our doors and capping our phones, looking to study our genius, treat our minds like some Rubik's Cubes that need to get solved, making us Weapon X in a world where folks are plugged in too long to grasp the concept of deep. Thoughts. Conversations anymore are not even birthed from human thought, just predictive typing from a keyboard bot and some fingers that tap dance across phone screens faster than the speed of hold up. <laughs> Let's reroute thoughts. Before you go tapping on those thumbs and hearts, uh, imagine a concept here. If I see you struggle or need some help, I would put down the camera phone and not record, but be a crutch. And when did these digital toys and tools replace our morals and bleeding, beating hearts? You know, our humanity, it seems to have been traded in for the continued convenience of technology. No more consideration for thy neighbor and no more manners or respect taught to the youth like etiquette is just an elective in a universal university where you can agree to sell your soul to learn to be plugged in and digitized unconditionally. So out with the old and as, as they say and in with the new and when it's time to make your own obsolete, they will never know the gold mines and gems that they just threw out. You should never delete rare specimens such as us. Peace. Wow, that one really resonated with me so much. That was, I thought you know, it would. The whole your put the phone down right. and stop recording. You know, we're so we live so. Much, you know, I talked about it earlier. The backlit world. We live so much inside that backlit world that we all, and especially since TikTok came along. You know, not to say anything yeah. about TikTok. But the whole thing is like I have to have something to post. I have to have content. You know, I have to be – I want to be that influencer. I want – you have to have those likes. You know, people are just submerging themselves in that world so deeply that it just terrifies me. You know, how many times you know, has – you know, the, the whole thing where the gentleman was – you know, the, the cops had him down and he was choking the, the I can't breathe guy. I can't remember his name, oh, and I yeah. apologize yeah, for that. How you know, many people held the camera up, and that, that's it. Yeah, so many people standing there holding the camera, but nobody, you know, made the effort to stop. What's the worst thing that was going to happen? You got in trouble with, you know, you got to right. jail you for a day. You know, the person would still be though. alive. Yeah, it's just it's, yeah, it's crazy. I, um, I, it breaks my heart to see that that's where – that's where news comes from is when tragedies are are recorded with people's phones. Like the, instead of helping the tragedy out, you know, you're recording it. That's just, there's something sickening inside to me about that. Something inhumane about it, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, I'm, 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 I'm born in the wrong era. I, I should not be here. Speaking of well, TikTok, though, you're where, I do you're have where to you should be so, so that you can I write about it. So that you... I, I did jump on the TikTok thing, and I met a, an amount of people that I could start monetizing, but, like, I just don't commit to it that much to really give a shit about it. I make my own money, and I'm doing quite well for myself. I don't need anything extra like that. I agree. Well, social media is not bad. 
people who live inside of it, you know? Yes. I, I think that, you know, I think that my kids are the last generation. They're going to know the joy of a back door screaming or slamming shut yeah. or, you know, taking off in the woods, and, you know, not coming home till you know, just, just they're never going to know that. They're never, the kids today are never going to know that I mean, freedom. It's scary to even try to let your kids be that way, the way there's some crazy people out there that snatch snatching kids up. You know what I mean? It's, it's scary world all the way around, and I hate that I'm raising kids. Mm-hmm. Wrong right, era. Sweetheart. I'm telling you, wrong era. <laughs> Tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Um, you can find me here with Nyla Thursday night. Sure can. Um, this, is, this is true. You and can else? find a lot of my material on YouTube at Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. You can find me wandering the halls of Facebook once in a great while under just me, Rebel Jones. You can um, find me a couple times a month on TikTok doing some live poetry or just posting full full video poetry. I like doing the TikTok videos because you can play around and make your videos all cool and shit. You can put little, like, effects in your videos. So I always have myself sitting in a smoky room. <clears throat> it's just kind of cool, the stuff you can you can do with it. Um, so you can find me, as I was saying, on TikTok, Rebel, uh, Poetry by Rebel P. Jones. Rebel Jones. And I'm the guy you can find to um, say thank you for waking up today. Thank you for being here today. Appreciate you so much, Rebel. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Hey, message me all the um, fundraising stuff again. I'd like to get on there soon. Thank you. Love you, Nyla, and thank you for your platform. Love you too, sweetheart. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. All right, so I need to eat some horrible crow. I feel like crap. Michael should have been on two callers ago, and I had it written down. I didn't do it, and I feel bad. 731, you're on the air. Hey, I'm totally fine. I'm alphabetizing my haiku. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, I love you so much. I Because I know I really you're really am. doing that. I know that's why I'm laughing, because I know you really are. You, there's so many things in my head just before this show, like, you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You know, you could go on the Internet and ask the question, just how long was that? It's 18 and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From what, 1967? Yeah. Have you ever seen the whole movie? Oh yeah, I saw the movie. The movie was not nearly as good as the song, though. It made it. It had to be too long. It had to be too long. <laughs> what else? What else has popped in my mind? Uh, I I reset four different calendars on the wall and heavenly days. Do you realize that the next month is fixing to be January, not twenty twenty four? Yep, because it's going to be like December tomorrow. So you're looking at the next one. Twenty twenty four is upon us, and you talked about that earlier. And then you talked about crazy. you talked about the seventeenth anniversary next week, and you were talking about people with their gratification and their gut faces and everything. And you said the one trigger word 
It completely throws my mind out. Cleavage. Don't do that to me. So now, <laughs> now I'm sitting here going, 17 years is 17 syllables, and I could write a haiku about cleavage next week and get a free one in on it. But there goes my good boy image from down in West Tennessee. They're going like, hey. what happened to Mike? Hmm? Southern gentlemen have well, that, a reputation for being southern, gen, southern gentlemen, but they also have their bad boy reputation, too. So I think you'll be okay. Well, the honest truth about cleavage is I could stare at it for minutes at a time, even without sunglasses. You'll never know I did it. I practiced the fine <laughs> art. It's true. true. Don't want to get busted doing that. Last uh, week was an anniversary for me of some sort. November 22nd, 2012 is when we did our final installment of Poets Roundtable. We called it Closure. I was going to do it last week, and I tuned in, and there was no show. I was like, crap, where did it go? And that's not that's <laughs> not nearly as bad as I as I looked at your page yesterday on Facebook, so I called in the show. I'm like, there's no show. And then today, I called in an hour early. I mean, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> talking at the bit. Anyway, I did that yesterday. Years. I was so messed up. Eleven Go years ahead. since the end of Poets Roundtable, and the majority of your people don't even know what I'm talking about. They don't know what it was. But briefly, it was it was something we did every Friday. We posted a new group poem, and it was hosted and assembled by a different person on our team, which we had, you know, about a dozen people over a six-year period. And we would have different writers every time. I would say out of the 300 poems, 600 writers, somewhere in there. One day I'll put them all together just for the fun of it, but it'll take a long, long time. But on this particular one, the posts, the officers, whatever you want to call it. We just held it to ourselves. We didn't have guests. So the writers are myself, Dahlia Ramon, Laney, Ruggie, Anna Eustacia, and Carter Todd. When we decided about 20 left to do it, we were really going to end it. And, uh, and we wanted to make sure that when we did, that everyone would understand that it was over and gone, it was done, okay? So people will come back later, do you want to resurrect it? No. Do you mind if we do it? Yes. I'll sue you. So anyway, what we did just to make an emphasis on it, we broke everything. We used to have a picture. We had our own site on MySpace. Poets round table and it was like, you know, we envisioned the King Arthur and the round table. And we had cool castles and Alba Hernandez would make great pictures and there were a lot of people involved in it. Um I got I found a letter the other day that from Ellie and uh she referenced the fact that, that she was on the first one. And so that was kind of a sweet thing there. Ellie Funky Boots. But anyway, can I read it now? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, here we go. 
from November 22nd, 2012. <clears throat> Poets Roundtable, number 300, Closure. A perfect storm as stars stayed forlorn, stray to dichotomy. As with tide it spew, surged a vacuum in silent soliloquy. Vestige in transit, like embracing bit, a loose cannon. Time well spent defers, mordant, just brickle and undone. These elements reign while powers wane, leaning toward implosion, as the proverbial thread snakes the foundation, claiming widespread erosion. The pillars left standing unite, commanding their own execution, and watches the sum of their parts fall, taking all in absolute resolution. The sun is ever so tired, a simple breeze from a sigh could blow it out. As eternity had no origin before time, it'll have no end back to the end, no doubt. This world's beginning and end will remain gently enclosed, so to speak, raw in its cycle of common understanding, a treasure both stark and unique. The earth trembles under our feet. Then, like an ancient dinosaur egg, it cracks. Fractures, collisions, split-second decisions to step forward or back. Separate pieces of rock set adrift, what belonged together slowly falling apart. Lost little islands sailing seas of magma, broken apart, broken stone, broken heart. Down a chasm of changing labyrinths, the moaning of bats echoes to unsounded depths. In seething water, the frantic croaking of countless frogs seek non-existent breath. And with musty stench, the bowels of the earth spew every dreaded monster clad in dark myth. As every trigger happy finger commands mushroom clouds to hold even in death the skiff. Each slavering beast, all those who dwell within the cities, and each soul that ever was born withers and fades as time slips away in the firmament phrase as a cloth too well worn, till at last the colors and the music grow faint, and the hum of the void devours all illusion, and the castle, that alabaster Olympus, stands alone in eternal entropic confusion. Inside, a lady cries, how is it broken? We've loved it so much that it should end this day. A Lord trembles, what will become of us? We poets who have crafted together, each having a say. We have imbued this round table with our laughter and tears, clung to it, lay upon it when gripped by dark fears. It is the story of us all, of all our lives and loves. Moreover, it is our bond, one to all, through the years. But a voice within says, you have loved all you can, you dreamers. For a time, you were never alone. Now the lonely tears come, your story's written and done. For the poet's round table is gone. In peace. Oh, that last line makes you want to cry. It's gone. I really wish that could be resurrected. I mean, look at those look at look at those poets. I mean, that those beautiful creations, the thing like that, like so many of the other poems written when that was happening is just phenomenal. I know you say no, but I'm just saying it's too bad. 
I still mourn his loss. When people ask me, whatever happened to Coach Roundtable? Where's Coach Roundtable? I say back in 2012 where it belongs. Now, I know, but I can still miss now. it. That's fine. Right. You were in several. You are a star. All right. You got a lot of people backed up. I've heard a lot of phone numbers, so y'all want to come hang out with me? I am so sorry. I, I'm so sorry I missed bringing you on, on time. You were like, you had to wait. I just feel bad. I'm sorry. I love you. Okay. Okay. I was enjoying it. I got to listen to I know, I, I know, but I shouldn't Soulja have forgot Blue, you. Rebel, I listen to everybody tonight. It's been a great night. Jimmy Ray is rocking. Jessica's on a, a blistering roll. She's changed her taste. Right? She's talking completely different the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. This is clear, crystal clear as can be. Mm-hmm. Our message is. Her message is clear. Her voice is good. She's just tearing it up. Yep, sounds really good. And, uh, mm-hmm. and the first guy that I don't know his name, he was uh, he was tripping. He was doing great. So and it's just now I'm rambling. Now I've made a step aside. My friends, the real poets. Let's do it. Y'all want to come see you on uh, blogspot.com, miketod.blogspot.com, M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. Bye. Bye, sweetheart. Love you. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Now, let me check my list. We've got area code right where we should be. Right back where we should be. 850, you are on the air. Hey, Miss Nyla, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, honey? Oh, I'm hanging in like a hair in a biscuit. We are sitting in, <laughs> we are in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, transfer operations are shut down due to lightning, and we are watching the thunderstorms roll in off the Gulf. And uh, Right now, according to my weather station, we have 40-mile-per-hour wind right here. Wow. I would love that. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it, 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 when the lightning gets around, I'd rather not be sitting next to 60,000 barrels of gasoline, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, no, let's not do that. Anyway, uh, how was your uh, uh, how was your holiday? Oh, I know we talked about we don't really celebrate it, but you had time off anyway. You're kind you're kind of cutting out there for a second. Either that or I am. Uh, maybe this weather. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. I was just saying, how is your, uh, how was your, you said you don't really celebrate the holiday, but how was your time off anyway? It was wonderful. I do celebrate the holiday. I just always put my own twist on them. So it was it was wonderful. I got to well, spend time with family, and we had fun, and it was it was great time. I loved it. That's what Thank we you. did. That's what we did. That's what we did. I, we cook a I cook a big pot of uh, 
uh, we call it camp stew, but I think north of the Manson-Nixon line, they call it Brunswick stew. But uh, I cook a big pot of camp stew in a, uh, on a cooker in the yard. We have a few sides and pans of cornbread. We just we just tear it up. Anywho. Sounds yummy to me. Uh, it, it, it came out all right. I'm not complaining. It came out all right. Well, I reckon I'll, uh, uh, for those listening, this is Rich, uh, the captain, Dead Society poet. Uh, this is one, this one kind of fell, fell out of me this afternoon. Uh, I don't really know where I was going with it, but I kind of had a, which is usually the case, I, I kind of had a couple of ideas that I wanted to tie together, and uh, I wound up with this little hiccup here called Dredger of Dreams. Starving for comfort as consternation grows sideways. I tear down old portraits and twist beauty into ache. Hothead, thin skin, a dredger of dreams where hellhounds run and sometimes bite back. I scour my age to scrape out some use, honing velvet words against stone and whispering wishes, wishes that set fire to the floor. In peace. Wow, I love your hiccups so much. <laughs> thank you, ma'am. Thank, thank, thank you. Oh. Let's see. As is usually the case, I had my other one pulled up and the damn page refreshed. Hold on a second here. Oh. This one. This is four days ago, and I titled this My Own Hour. The sky seems so impassive as I'm bogged down by the weight of the rain. I tie a leash onto a cloud to swing over gaps in the ground that coincidentally look just like graves. Dark are the pine shadows where we met at midnight. Technicolor dreams get soiled in the gray. It is here now I commune with a feeling in my own hour where partial thoughts lie about in disarray for this stranger to completion. In peace. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Appreciate it. You just did a new book, right? I'm still I'm still working on it. I had a uh, I had a couple of cover issues. I was uh, the designer was working on and the designer got sick and I don't want to be a jerk because she was kind of just doing it for me. So okay. I've been kind of waiting on her and the editing and uh, editing on this one has taken a lot longer. Uh, maybe I'm just putting more time into it. And, uh, like I said, I've tried to uh, I was telling you last time we talked, you know, about the kind of doing things in stanzas now instead of just throwing this word salad up there and letting people, uh, you know, 
kind of read it as they were, you know, kind of doing the line breaks myself and kind of, I don't know. Oh, so I'm kind of the ones. I think there's going to be 132 poems in it. And I'm at like 108 of editing. So I've, if I can get a good day, uh, good day or two on it, I'll I'll get it finished, and I should get the manuscript uploaded and start that whole process. But oh, it'll be out by Christmas. It should be out by Christmas. Well, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited for it to oh, be I done so I can get a copy. Oh yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, all right, my darling. Uh, well. Great reads, everybody, and uh, I'll hopefully I'm in a position next week where I can call in again. I hope so as well, because it I am uh, not be the, not be the same without you. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Uh, you can find me all my social media, which I deleted Twitter a couple of days ago. Twitter is an official dumpster fire of. And I refuse to pay for the check mark. I deleted Twitter; it's gone. But I'm still I'm most active on Instagram. Uh, I have a Facebook poetry page. I have a TikTok. Oh, uh, kind of where I am right now. Oh, uh, but uh, I have some really cool stuff on my Etsy in my Etsy store for Christmas coming. You know, but uh, oh, put the link put the link on my page. So people can go look. Okay. For your Etsy page. Yeah, do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, cool. All right. Well, uh, y'all have a good evening, and we will be uh, talking to you next week, I hope. All right, and thank you so much. We'll see you then. Uh, You have a good one, Donald. Thank you. You too. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup again. We have 219 followed by uh, 346, 216, Mama. We have 260, and then we have 503. I see you down there, girl. All right, so let's go ahead and grab area code 219. 219, you're on the air. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I want to let you guys know that we have a few callers left in the lineup, and we have 48 minutes left, so I'm going to keep my comments to the minimum. I'm going to see if I can keep my mouth from running away with me so I can make sure you all get on and have time to read two poems. So just had to throw that out there real quick, Brother O. Hello. I'm glad you're here. Tell us what you brought. Okay. This is... uh... 30 December is the date that I always remember. Well, Sunday marks one year. will be the first one year since I've had the transplant. So this is it. This is, uh, this is it. It was 30 December, a day that I always remember. Yes, I certainly will because that was a day that I received my life-changing heart transplant days after waiting in the hospital for 383 days. After enduring close to over 300 offers being rejected, for a minute my hopes and dreams to be out of the hospital by Christmas last year appeared to be out of reach. My wait 
my faith began to waver, and the long wait was beginning to wear me down mentally. Then I received the words that my team of cardiologists found a heart for me. When the surgeon assigned in my case and my heart transplant coordinator at the time came into my room to give me my weekly updates about recent officer donor hearts on December 2nd, 2022, I was anticipating another rejection report and preparing to sign the updated consent forms for my upcoming heart transplant surgery. Then they told me the, the life-changing news that I was eagerly waiting for 383 days. It's a gathering, we found, you, we found your new heart. My initial response was, is this for real? Because my mind needed time to process the life-changing news I just received. After the news was confirmed, I had a very big smile on my face, and the first thing I said was, thank you, God, for answering my prayer. Then I called my parents to give them the news and posted the official news to all of my friends, fellow poets, classmates and followers on Facebook Live. It was quite an exhilarating feeling that I experienced that day. And even to this day, I can't find the words to express how I felt when I got the news, brothers and sisters. Brother, oh, you were a true soldier for waiting for, for over a year for your heart transplant. Now, how did you endure waiting so long without losing your faith? How did you keep your mind occupied while waiting for your new heart? How did you manage to maintain your focus while you grieved the death of your girlfriend nine weeks until your hospitalization? How did you cope with being away from your family and friends for over a year? How did your raw determination motivate you to go the distance to accomplish your mission to receive a new heart? My answer to all these above questions is quite self-explanatory, my dear brothers and sisters. You have to trust in God's timing. Maintain your faith while in your season of waiting. And hold on to his promises that he will answer your prayers because his word will never return unto him void. He may not come when you want him to, but trust and believe me. He's always on time. And he's never late. And when God shows up, he's most definitely going to show out in your life. Because what you have been praying for will be manifested when you least suspect it. My dear brothers and sisters, on December 3rd, the 30 December last year, receiving my new heart was already the best Christmas present I've ever received in my life. And my new heart was the right one for me because it was most definitely worth waiting those 383 days in the hospital to get it. And now... I mean, I truly experienced a second chance to improve the quality of my life and experience a whole new lease on it in poem. Yeah, everything that you've been through is just amazing. We are so glad you're here. I love the strength in your poems. I love your conviction. Just fantastic job, Brother O. Thanks. I appreciate it. You are appreciated. Are you reading two tonight, Hunter, or just the one? No, just the one. Thank you. <laughs> All right, baby. Tell everyone how to find you. Y'all, you who 
we we are not connected with me, you can find me on Facebook on Omar Brother Gavin and on Instagram under the handle Brother O underscore the Little Miracle nineteen seventy five. Uh it's been a year since I had my heart transplant and uh things still going well and uh it is just just amazing that well, that time last year and now I've gained a very great appreciation of life on my life even more and uh and I just thank everyone their support while I was in the hospital for a year. Wasn't easy, but I made it. Well, I can't wait to see you're gonna be here for the New Year's show, right? Or the anniversary show, I'm sorry, anniversary show. Yeah, next week, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Okay. All right, sweetheart. I appreciate you. Thank you for doing such an amazing job and for being here. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> Good night, brother. O. Window pops up in the front of my screen. It's like, get off my screen. I can't see what I'm doing. It's so distracting. All right. Next caller, area code 346. 346, you are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Hello, Miss Emmy. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. You think I would learn to remove my headset when you do that after all these years? <laughs> I've tried, I've tried to make it less loud. <laughs> what do you have for us tonight, hon? Um, the ongoing saga of uh, the wizard and the queen. Uh, a certain person is, you know, biting at the bit because they read it, read both of them, but they can't wait to hear me spit it. So anyway, um, should make a announcement. Um, these two poems, are uh, sexual of, in nature, but no bumping body parts. And uh, they could be trigger uh, warning uh, attached to them as well. So with all of that said, I shall begin uh, part three. It is called Horrific Sexual Abuse. Three of the wizards secrets and the queen the wizard had her taken away to another location to hide her whereabouts she was drugged heavily looking much like a floppy stuffed animal she tried to concentrate but couldn't because of the heavy fog inside her brain due to the drugs All she could do before losing consciousness was to promise herself somehow, some way, she would escape. When she arrived at the new location, they placed her in a room with a bed. She was chained down to the bed. Her arms were fast her head and her legs were spread apart to allow the men to rape her easily. Man after man raping her without consciousness 
of their hideous acts upon her, just laughing after they finished their assaults upon her while zipping their pants back up. They believed these acts would break her spirit and she would be more pliable to their commands. They barely fed her. They did not even allow her to go to the bathroom. They placed diapers on her and washed her down with washcloths occasionally. They did, in fact, keep her constantly drugged up in an attempt to not only try to keep her under control, but to eventually result in her becoming an addict. The horrible torture went on for an incredible amount of time. The days, weeks, and months melted into one another because of the drugging. Eventually, they moved her again to once again prevent anyone who may have been trying to find her from locating her. Again, another room, another bed and shackled to the bed in the same position. The assaults continued, raping one after another. They knew very well that she was there against her will, but they didn't care. They paid their money to the wizard's agents that were in charge of maintaining her abduction. They were going to enjoy their raping of her. Horrible, nightmarish behavior on the part of all involved. Cruel, vicious in behavior by animalistic humans that can only be described as Satan's evil henchmen upon the earth. In and out of consciousness, awaking to the horrific reality of constantly being raped by these animals. This is a sad story indeed, yet there is more to come in this world of cruelty and violence, more to be revealed in this story of our beautiful and beloved queen. A clue to inspiration is Psalms 91, 11, 12. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. To be continued. Continued. That was very nice, my love. Thank you. Now, here's part four. It is called Slave Trade, part four of The Wizard and the Queen. What began happening was... They moved her from place to place, selling her to every man. She was raped over and over again, hardly kept alive in this torture of sexual abuse, constantly drugged to be more available. Finally, she she was brought before a man who believed himself to be a type of king, ruler, She had been beaten and tortured throughout this entire time, held up by one of his guards 
soldiers. He was asked, do you acknowledge me as the ruler? He was still defiant and said, hell, no. He looked at her and his men and said, do you do as you have been told? She was dragged away, her heart so longed for her love. Would he ever find her and rescue her? They passed her through many people's homes along this human pipeline of sexual slavery. In each home, she was used as a sex slave, then transported to the next different cities and states. Again, it seems they had a type of male order bride, yet it was women who had been stolen from their homes and treated as such as herself. So she appeared in different men's houses that had put in an order for a female, she as herself. Of course, they were mean, cruel, evil men. They knew very well what had happened to her, and they were keeping her against her will. All these men paying them to use her as they saw fit. So many could have helped her, men, women, and it just continued on. Passed around like a dirty rag. Even worse is the fact she wasn't the first and she wasn't the last. Always in a drug-induced fog. The abuse was mind-numbing as it was, and then the drugs utilized caused her to hardly be able to think straight. She prayed and prayed to God, Please, Lord, help me. Send help somehow, some way. Please, Lord. It was all her mind could think. They took a professional, housewife, Christian, godly woman and made her into a drug addict and prostitute whore, feeling very happy about all the pain and suffering they continued to cause, having hearts cold as ice and black as the night, most especially the wizard and the self-professed king ruler. They actually got off on the horrific despising women and enjoying their suffering while being tortured. What miracle, if any, will free the queen from her slavery? How will she survive and what blessings may come her way? To be continued. Musings of Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and pieces really really hard subject to write about very intense poems my dear thank you and that's why i gave the warning um so if anybody was listening um you know they could take their headsets off or put their phones down um 
the issue is we, in fact, have human trafficking and uh, sexual slavery across this nation. It is not only in third world countries, and it is a reality for far too many females. And hence, um, I decided to write all these under the dark fairy tale heading, and there's more to come, so stay tuned. But I have, in fact, written the anniversary piece and um, just need some a few um, touches on it. Um, you mentioned Ryan Smith. Was was he under the ones that have passed away or one that donated? Who? Ryan Smith. Was that deep enough? I don't have a Ryan Smith. I don't the name incorrectly. No, I got deep okay. enough. Um, I, I got him, although I, I've been messing up his name. So I thank you for reiterating that. Um, and and one more thing. How do you say uh, I don't, uh, I mean, um, when it comes to the, the sexy poems, no tap in what? How do you say that? <laughs> no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Tab A into slot B. Oh no, I I got the first part. No tap in slot. No bumping a. body parts. Right. No bumping body parts. I got that part. But no tapping. No tab A into slot. B. No tap A into into slot B. slot B. Okay, uh, I just wanted to get that exactly correct uh, because you are about <laughs> to be uh, <laughs> quoted <laughs> next week. But you, you'll understand more when you hear the end. Three, there's three phrases last week of of uh, whatever the uh, writing quotes. So I have those, I have three of them because I couldn't catch all of them. So that'll be on next week as well. Um, and so uh, there you have it. Perfect. I appreciate you so very much. Um, I thank you for giving us this platform, and I'm so glad you enjoyed the poetry. Um, I know it's hard, but like you say, we need to bring things out, and that's part of it. And um, I agree with you about history because um, – it can tend to get lost given who may be writing these history books can be slanted. So us poets have always spoken for the people. It always has been a tradition, and we must continue to do that. And so with this platform, you allow us all a way to voice our truths, and I thank you so dearly for that. 
You're very welcome. We appreciate you, Emmy. Thank you so much for being here tonight. No problem. God bless. You as well, hon. We'll talk to you soon. All right. So we have 27 minutes left, and we have three callers to bring on. We have 216-260 and 503. Let's grab Mama. Mm. My darling. Are you still with me? Hi, sweetheart. Mm. How are you? I love Mm. you, Mommy. Well, yeah, no need to ask how I am because you already know. And then they hacked my Facebook page, and it's like they're trying to charge me $500 to unloose my page. <laughs> they're going to send yeah. to me a chat in my own chat room saying, uh, I'll, if you give me $500, I'll give you back your page. <laughs> so they, they hacked it, and now they're trying to, oh, wow, that's awesome. Right, and they also are going after my uh, friends and asking them for money, too. Mm-hmm. So it's really just getting crazy. I'm mourning. Have you reported them? Yeah, they, uh, Facebook knows because all the people that was trying to reach me uh, are the ones that called and told me what was going on. It, it, do you know somebody's hacking your page? Because this doesn't sound like you. We know you don't have a brother. They started off saying they had a, that I had a brother that passed away and left his uh, all his games, uh, and I I wanted to sell them. But I didn't want to really make a profit off of them. I just wanted to sell them for postage, that and a TV. So I guess I got hundreds of people sending them postage money for this. <laughs> it's crazy. So I guess Facebook is trying to help get them off of there. But they are in my chat talking to me, telling me if I give them $500, they'll, get, they'll give me back my page. So... Let's hope karma's real, right? Yeah, I'm still mourning my granddaughter, trying to get her body back from Guatemala, and this is what I got to go through on Facebook. I'm like, you know, this is madness. But everybody was so supportive in helping us to get the money together. So we got the money together, but we still don't have the actual um, remains. It's really hard. So I'm just letting everybody know if your child expires in a foreign country, that's your third world country. It's really rough. So take a lesson from me. You know, make sure you know exactly where she's going, if she has any previous uh, types of uh, problems, that she might not be able to withstand the conditions of the environment. You don't know what happened. We don't know what happened to poor Sarah. She's only 23 years old. So I'm just doing poetry like a zombie. So here I go. What? To do? What's this world coming to? What's this weird, weird world coming to? But are we coming to? Or will you and I, that's we, continue to play sleep? because of not knowing what the hell to do. I mean the news. Important info, life, and liberty outcries. The solution ends before the show ends, before the conclusion, hanging, waiting for the next word. Ah, here it comes. I can hear it coming suddenly. 
but then suddenly there's a Chinese lady crocheting at the end, at the close, interrupting the broadcast. She's last. Where's the newscast? Whose plot is this? Elon Trump, who paid for this? Interruption. <clears throat> More of this corruption. <clears throat> is this a deal we should learn Chinese to paint, knit, or make a blanket in the middle of the news? Who's in charge? The most ridiculous lies win. The most innocent people get threatened or killed. The loose cannon is running rampant, destroying the nation, exposing to the world how vulnerable, how old, how stupid, how racist, how unsafe, how misplaced, how we be the T's standing alone. How they have no doubt eased God out with good lies and alibis. Nations of numbs, no more surprised at the manipulation and the lies. Democracies being replaced with hypocrisy. I said democracy is being replaced with hypocrisy. I vied to survive at the end. My words take my breath. This is a video on how to catch or stop an old con man, a person, an uneducated raping terrorist from the how do you stop him from entering the White House again where he can share documents on secrets with his buddies like swapping marbles in the fourth grade? Hey, I can't tell you what's next. My gibber is who has obsidian and wants to make this necklace from lapis. Forget what they think the amendment says. I, the vice president, choose not to kill them all. The young girl is a witness. Even her father told her not to go live by herself. Threats continue. The election was stolen. Storms of the Capitol. Storming the Capitol. What about the documents? Biden's three years older than me. What about ism? What about ism? What about ism? The ism schism. His mentality is ill. Illism. Is he going to kill if we let him in? What about our democracy? New lawyers. More time to bring our defense. Is he a racist? We don't want immigrants in the presidential seat. His mother was an immigrant. Now, psychiatrist, but I heard him say, Kill Pence if he doesn't say what I want him to say. Fucking kill him anyway. Collecting money for defense funds through the he was found with billions from Egypt. Head of the foreign ministry busted. What's the next word, huh? Chinese nut. Chinese nut. Poem. Wow. Ready for it? 
Wish I had roses to throw to you. That that was an incredible right, Mama. Yeah, just watch the news. That was that was that was that was an eye opener. You know, you're you always write that way. That's why you're mama. The news is just baffling. I just it's hard to to sit there and watch it. And then like I said, this lady comes on at the end and starts crocheting before we get to the end of the news. We'll be right back. The final and you and you and you know and make it do do it do do I just do like what the hell Who's paying her? So, so the wool can get pulled over the eyes, right? Yeah, whatever she's doing in her language, and nobody cares. We want to hear what just happened on the news just now that's affecting our lives. You know. So the last poem I'm going to do is called Horn Blowers and Children. My horn tutors are gone to the other side. My daughter, ex-lovers, husbands, and kings, and they took their horns on the other side for me. My earthly legacy lives in my descendants, lives in their DNA, DNA, and are in my poems. There is no lover of me left on earth. I shall soon follow them that toot horns for us, for us, for we who are still earthbound. My loved ones are tooting flutes for me to join them. I say, I'll soon come. I will soon come. If you did not sight me while I was in your midst here on earth, then it was not meant for you to really know me. But if by chance you love me in this life, I will see you in the spirit, for it was not my flesh that you recognized. If by chance you recognize me in this life, I will see you in the spirit, for it was not my flesh that you recognized. My horn tutors are blowing trombones in the clouds. I have some horns to blow as well. There's one who looks like me, one who acts like me, one who is created like me. Then the angel who I gave birth to has gone to blow her horn for us in the great beyond. Before she left, she gave birth to the one who is all me, like she gave birth to me again. There's another one who has my revolutionary spirit and demands and commands respect. She is the me who stands up for justice. Then there is the one who has my persona, the good and the bad and the weak of me. For she is all of me in one all over again. My shining star, the one who makes sense of it all. I have this completion of life in abundance. They all share, they, I'm sorry, they all shall hear the flutes and the horns. 
I will toot the horns for my grand jewels. Place me in a woman's womb so that I be born again. I cannot be more grateful for they have lifted me to know the purpose of this life. Toot your horns for yourself and the ones who will continue this life cycle. This is for my male seed, Kelly and Jossie, and Sincere. Continue to plant and grow. Teach them to create and recreate the infinity of me, who is also the continuation of the all. I will blow my horn for you, and you will hear me saying, I love you. To the newest hornblower, Sarah Wingo Chomps, blow your horn for me. Blow your horn for your grandma. Poem. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? I don't know. I heard something. <laughs> it, I, I was so desperately quickly trying to find one going sound effect for you. Because I will always, uh, I just totally, totally blew that, but I was looking for a party horn part sound effect. Yeah. So, Oh, no, but it's I really play hard. it for you. That's okay. I know it's really oh, hard. Well. I will always be your horn carrier. I will always okay, march in the parade with you. My earth you are my, my you are my star. You are my mom. I love you so much. Love, Thank you so much. You too, baby. I don't know what who I you are to me. You are so convicted and steadfast in your love and you've never strayed and that means a lot to anybody that says that they've been loved by Nyla because she doesn't sway, she don't tinker on the edge she's a person that's convicted of what she believes in and I think she believes in each and every last one of us and I really appreciate that well the apple doesn't fall far from the tree then does it mama Okay, it does. Okay, so let me off here before uh, people can tell I'm just not even. Um, You're going through. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna call you this. Okay. Sunday. Not Sunday. I'm. I'll tell you what's going on Sunday, but uh, the next couple okay. days. Well, okay. Send me a note what you want me to do for next week for the. Uh, for the um, Put a thing. I'll be concentrating on that and get my mind off everything else. All right. Love you. Okay. Next person. Okay, baby. Love you too, Mama. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 260. 260, you are on the air finally. Caroline Dewey. Hi, Nyla. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful, sweetheart. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And you have an anniversary coming up. What anniversary for your show is it? Coming it up. is our 17th year on the air. Congratulations. 17. It's of age now. It was only 16 know, right? before that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know for the interest of time, you probably want me to 
to get these quick, and I'll probably do two right in a row without much ado. One is only two verses, so it should move by pretty quick for you. Okay. So I'm Caroline Dewey of Fort Wayne, Indiana, and they're challenging us with Poetry Society of Indiana to try to come up with things that we're grateful for because poetry often is very down. And even at our Poetry Fall Rendezvous, they uh, encouraged us to try to think of things like that because if you have a moment of gratitude each day, you will not be totally negative. If you're thanking your creator or whatever your uh, religious persuasion is, uh, thank, thankful for something each day it will make you keep from being totally down so i thought about children because i'm a grandma of nine (laughs) and this time of the year a lot of kids you always think oh christmas is for children and you know it should be a time like the the books tell that everything's all perfect and the kids are happy and they're sitting around the tree and they're opening their gift but really it's not it's typically not always a, a great time for kids in fact a lot of domestic violence a lot of abuse of children happens because of all the anxieties that adults have and even those that have drinking or substance abuse problems at this time of the year. It's not always the greatest time. But this one, this poem is called Gratitude for Children. Touch their lives, we should. Leave that imprint of good. Little people brought your way. Young, impressionable still are they. Show them how to love and play. Road of life has rocky miles, years with unknown tests and trials. In the back of mind, they'll know a time of kindness they've been shown gives them strength and hope when grown. That was that's in poem, right? Yeah, that's a, the, probably one of the shortest ones you're going to ha- hear me read. I'm not much of a haiku <laughs> writer, so... To have something with two verses, I'm I'm working on the ones that have either three lines or five, and these were two five-line verses on that one. And then, so they always say I got one that's uh, positive, one that's negative, but but they always say give give your positive thing first. Even if you have to give bad news to somebody, they say give put some, something good in there with it. So that was my positive. And then, well, this one's not bad news or or depressing really, but it is a little bit more somber. It's it's kind of a more on the reality of life. It's called Disappearing Dream. Okay. So I've always wanted there to be a poem written to Johnny Cash. I'm not much of a Johnny Cash kind of person wearing black. I'm more of a bubbly kind of person, you know. But Johnny Cash had a line in his um, uh, Sunday Morning Sidewalks song that he, and I always thought, somebody's got to make a poem of, like a disappearing dream of yesterday. Uh, That line just always grabbed my grabbed my attention. I just wanted to do something with it. So this one I wrote in March of 2023. In fact, the last couple months I've been pretty much on fire with writing. I probably wrote over 15 poems in the last two months, but this was one from March, Disappearing Dream. Like a disappearing dream of yesterday set in his song, its sadness pulled like an anchor on my heart. I didn't know at first why, but the dreams have disappeared. And now a flash comes back like a change in a dream scene. The memory, the melody placed sporadically, a word here and there, something about growing old together, something about wanting ten of our children. Well, one of us did, 
that fading dream. And the sound of a train is clear and piercing, a thunderous boom in your chest as it pounds a quarter mile away, but as it fades, it's hard to remember exactly. You said it was forever. Now it's barely a beat, a hoof click, a pum, a pum, a pum. Wow. That's it. Those <laughs> were both absolutely incredible. I am so glad you called in tonight. Well, thank you, and I hope that you'll be able to use the two recordings that I sent to you. Just did it over the speaker of my cell phone, and sometimes that can be lacking in quality, but I tried to make sure the room was as quiet as it could be when I did those, and I hope you can use those. I don't always have a chance to call, and I've always wanted to. Dennis White has always pulled me in on a lot of the different phone calls and stuff, and I, I like to try to be part of the poetic world out there. Well, now you you're probably part know of the I'm family, with... and, and... Yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably know I'm with Northeast Indiana Poets. That's our poetry club here in, in Fort Wayne, and there's some other writer groups that are right here in Fort Wayne, and Dottie Mack, who passed away about a year and a half ago, she she started our club in 1990, but our state organization has been around since the 1940s. It's Poetry Society of Indiana, and then we're part of the mm -hmm. National Federation of State Poetry Societies. So if anybody wants to look up Poetry Society of Indiana or NFSPS, which is Natural, National Federation of State Poetry Societies, I can talk, and then our local one, and we have a Facebook page, is Northeast, all one word, Northeast Indiana Poets, and that's an open group. So people from all over the world, and we had some call-ins from Buenos Aires and different way out places that will call in and do stuff when we do our Zoom calls on that group. We have over 200 so how many people, people on that. How many people meet in your group locally? Well, we have... Um, we do have some honorary members because, as you can imagine, over a period of time we have some seniors that just can't get out to the poetry meetings on a regular basis. But I would say there's about 15 of us. But on the poetry page we have probably about 205 or 215. I don't remember the last I checked in on it. So people from all over can join in on that part. But on a regular basis there's, you know, a handful, I would say, that come, you know, not more than five or ten people, but we do have about 15 members that are out there that officially are Northeast Indiana Poets. So that's where you can find us is on our Facebook page is the main one, Northeast Indiana Poets. So Maybe check us out. Anybody wants to do that, to that's them. where I have Maybe you can talk I'm to sorry. them and Maybe you can talk to them and see if they would be interested in like I would be really interested to see what a group of people would write if I gave them a theme of, the, you know, diversified Christmas because everybody has different things they believe in, you know, and celebrate things okay. in different ways and, and all of that. But if you, we were, you know, just someone to, to write a poem about Christmas and then all of you to call in on the same night and you let me oh, know what everyone's fun. area codes are. And it could be like a, a fun little thing that your group could do together and come on the air together, and I'll just let me know what the area codes are, and we'll bring you on and let everyone read their poem that they wrote to 
whatever the prompt is about Christmas or holidays or nostalgia or whatever it is you want to come up with, where you all come on and I read I can mention that night. on our Facebook page would be a really good idea to do it on the Facebook page. There's so many that connect in with that. Now, I'm more into the poetry in person because we've gone around to schools and into the parks and things. So mm-hmm. and if anybody's ever in the north part of of Indiana, Fort Wayne is the second largest city, of course, and it's the second Wednesday every month at the main library. So it's always in the 5.30 in the evening, the second Wednesday of every month at the main library. If anybody is coming from another area and they want to take part in what we do in Fort Wayne for poetry, it's, it's a fun time. But I will spread the word and see if we can step up to the challenge on that and Maybe you give me a little blurb on what you'd like me to say, and I'll make an announcement for everybody on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. And I can't believe you have nine grandkids. I'm looking. I've been trolling your page while we've been talking. Oh, yeah. There's no way you look old enough to have that many grandchildren. (laughs) I started early. Pop out those babies early, and then the grandkids come pretty early, too, then. (laughs) Yeah, we have a lot of fun. We do everything (laughs) together. Yeah, this way I'm a young enough grandma. I can go ice skating with them and go horseback riding and and go sledding. I do everything with them. I'm just a big kid myself. (laughs) I don't remember my grandma doing that with me, (laughs) but I think I'm up to the task. I go bike riding with them and everything, so we have a good time. I love it. I've even taught them a bit of poetry riding. Oh, that would be fun to write a collaboration with your yeah, grandkids and you guys I bring all them over on the for phone and read it. I'm curricular with grandma. I, I work with them on how to be inspired to write poetry, and we show them some kind of mechanisms they can use. And I think the second oldest girl, the one that's 12 now, she'll be 13 here in a couple months. She has some good potential for poetry writing. But that was what I had to share tonight, and I thank you so much for letting me share this, Nyla. I am really tickled that you called in, and I'm I'm really glad. And I, I, in addition to whatever I talked about the group, I want you to write some poems with your grandkids, the ones that want oh, to definitely. do it that will do it, and I, and then have them call in. I would I love hearing kids call in. It would be oh, amazing. it would be so fun. Well, I, I hope to start a whole new generation of poet, poets out there. <laughs> That's what we're about here. Very okay, cool. I well, look forward to that if she's willing to do it. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Right. Well, you have Tell a, everyone a good how to night, find you, honey. Thank no, you again, everybody. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah? Wait, got to tell everyone how to find you again. Okay, it would just be on the Facebook page. It's the main one where I write my poems and also the friends who are associated with us write it. It's called Northeast Indiana Poets, and we're an open group on Facebook. I do some things on Instagram. I do have a channel on YouTube, but I think that might be CD Resume 2004 at Yahoo.com. That's my kind of the email that I use that I'm associated with those things with. I also sometimes use Midwest Lady or Native Fort Wayneian, but I don't know what I'm all out uh, <laughs> on there with. I don't have any blogs or any special things I do. I do mostly live poetry with people here in the Fort Wayne area. But Northeast Indiana Poets on Facebook, and we'd love to see anyone who wants to come visit us on that page or even in person if you're here in Fort Wayne. All right, hon. Appreciate you so much, and I'm hoping that you can make it to next week's show for our anniversary show. It would be great to have you. All right. Well, happy anniversary, Nyla. (laughs) Very good. Thank you, honey. (laughs) All right. Take care Thank you. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you soon. See you. Okay. Our last caller from the evening comes from area code 503. 503, you are on the air. Pam? He's not reading. Hello? 
Alice is not reading tonight. You're not, oh, is this is this Martha? No. Who is this? Who do we who do we have here? Select number eight. I don't think so, but I. Five oh three, are you there? Thinking maybe they didn't want to come on. Their hand is up. They pressed one, but I'm thinking maybe they did not want to come on. Uh, Not reading tonight. Okay. All right, you guys. So that's it. That's my graceful exit from the show this evening. It has been a lot of fun. We've had new callers. We've had some great reads. It's been just been a phenomenal night. I want to thank poets and listeners alike for being here. Don't forget to write your nostalgic blurbs or poems or paragraphs or letters or something like that for somebody in the community or to the community or whatever for our anniversary show next week. I would love to have you share ways that this community has touched or affected your life and or interactions with people. Just, you know, I, I think it's a really good time to take a moment and share some, some, some heart tuggers. <laughs> I'm hoping. So I am going to close the show tonight with a piece. We started the show with a piece by John Cage, and we're going to close the show with a piece by Philip Kent Church, which I think is very appropriate for this time of year. I love this piece from him. It is called The Haulers of Home. And here you go, and we will see you next week, everybody. Good night. The Haulers of Home, an Appalachian poem written and narrated by Philip Kent Church. Growing up free back in the fields, country bred to life's simple thrills, drinking water from the spring's fountains, running in creeks down the mountains. For a better life, there was no wishing, hiking, camping, hunting, and fishing. The peaks rolling shadows on a little town the sweet twilight as the sun went down. Ghostly mist rising up from hollers on a rainy day, while the slopes turn blue to skies heavy and gray. At night the mountains towered, the storm lit up the sky. I remember the glowing outline on spines of ridges high. The many colored hues from the mountain storming reflected by crystal dews with the dawn's warming. Now the days in the mountains have a certain fate. Dusk always comes early. Sunrise always comes late. In the springtime, we would plow the fields. and early summer, we'd plant for yields. Come early fall, we'd gather up the harvest when cannon making apple butter are best. Now in late autumn, it's time to slaughter the meat, butchered, then hung in the smokehouse so neat. Then we'd make a little cider, maybe let it get old. All our work carried us through the winter so cold. 
During the colder months, attended a Lille Mountain School, learned the three R's and the golden Recess, the boys might blush and the girls might squeal while playing Red Rover or dancing the Virginia Reel. There wasn't nothing quite better, wasn't nothing so cool as when your sweetheart let you walk them home from Cold smoke rising from the chimney so high. If you lived somewhere else, you'd have to wonder why. They are the hollow.